0: The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components.
1: Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. freely interesting story man you know it started out like like a normal day you know in, 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 mm-hmm. in, in, in the neighborhood but then man my um I get this phone call and it's like hey your your daughter you know she was part of close contact right oh, so shit. you know she ain't going to, she she gotta you come get her she ain't going to school blah 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 but the, the crazy thing just happened a week before also right? And both times this didn't happen, my daughter wasn't even in school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. During that time. So now it doesn't matter because now the school is not taking care of this stuff. So now you got to call somebody else to kind of handle this issue. The school, one thing they know is, hey, she's close contact. That's all they care about. Somebody else got to call them and tell them, hey, she's clear, right? Yeah. So that's a big-ass hassle right there. So- in order for her to get cleared, the second, the first time it was easy because it was just like, hey, she wasn't in class because we, we was on a trip and you know going to Great Lakes or whatever, so it was easy. The second one, she just wasn't in class during that time, so we try to get it cleared. No, what happened? Then find out she needs her to get cleared. She needs her um her COVID card, right? The vaccination okay. card. And guess what? My wife gave it to her one day. Now she don't know where it's at. <laughs> man, I'm so goddamn mad, but boy, about this goddamn COVID card But then, so now I have to go. I have to go. Luckily, man, I got. I it was pretty good, man. I went to Camp Pennington up there, man. Well, that's where they got their shots. They they got their vaccinations at, man. And yeah, and man, it took me like maybe like five minutes. It was like five minutes out the freaking way though to go way up there to freaking to get it.
2: But yeah,
1: it wasn't a big deal though for me getting it, man. But at the same time, man, responsibilities, man. Like, good gracious, man. Like crazy. We you know how important that COVID card is, man. We talked about this since day one on how important this thing is, man. Yeah. But what gets me though, man, um, and just the fact that it's so nonchalant, I don't have it no more. I lost it. It's like no big deal. To me, I'm Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? What you mean? Like it's real smooth, like, oh, I don't know where it's at. Like it's like what that damn car that man <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> So it was kind of crazy man but she but that's her though my daughter she always got this little nonchalant like it ain't, ain't nothing a big deal to her type deals it's just like oh, yeah yo, got it whatever <laughs> yeah man but that's so that's how my week started off man um it's up,
0: crazy though, like like it's yeah. crazy that teenagers, you know, they still gonna be teenagers no matter yeah. if it's a pandemic, <laughs> you know, or what. Like teenagers yeah. lose things, like like it was used to be. You know, my mom be like, "Hey, where's that? Like, where the jacket? That winter coat that I bought you? left <laughs> hey, hey, you know boy. my aunt's house.
1: <laughs> if I, hey, if I was here talking about my freaking daughter, all the nonchalant stuff she do, man. Like this girl, like, look, she so she wakes up, um. Uh, like late or whatever, right? I'm taking her to school and um uh, we drop her off at a certain point. And I'm telling and I already told her a million times I said, hey, you being late is not gonna hurry me up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling cause you getting up late or whatever is not gonna hurry me up. So um her <laughs> bell look, her bell rings at like 7 30. Right. Mm-hmm. So we so she comes and she running late or whatever. I'm sitting I'm waiting on her and I'm I'm getting mad because I'm waiting on her already, right? Like like let's go type stuff. So she's still there and now she started like talking to the dog. And I'm like, are you serious? Right now, you're talking to this dog when you have like five, and it takes us like maybe like eight, nine minutes to get to her school, right? And I drop her off, but I don't drop her off at the school. It's like a roundabout, you drop her off and she walks to her school, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I already told her, hey, I'm not hurrying up or whatever. So I know she's going to be late, right? So I drop her off in a roundabout because I could have easily Went all the way around and got in some kind of line and, and dropped her off, like, right at her front door her school. But I'm not doing that, right? That's not me. Mm-hmm. So I dropped her off at the roundabout. She gets out the car. And I'm watching her, right? Like, and I'm telling her, you know, yeah, you got to hurry up. You already be a few minutes late. Dude, she didn't cross her little arms. And she didn't walk up these stairs. So I'm driving off as I'm watching her, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She yeah. didn't walk up the stairs. So this girl got, like, no fast twitch motion at all dude like walking slows yeah. on the way but again it goes back to her dude she don't move fast for nothing man I can, man <laughs> she yeah. don't move fast for nothing ain't, ain't nothing she's not in a hurry she's not anything man but yeah man that this she's a she's a trip man but she's funny mm-hmm. as shit though
0: that, that remind me of like um angeline like her her, her routine to get ready <laughs> it don't ever change man it don't matter, you know, it don't matter if we was four hours ahead of time or we was two hours behind on time. Like whatever she was gonna do, if she was gonna roll her hair, if she was gonna do this, if she was gonna do this, that, that, she do the same thing no matter what, man. Her routine <laughs> does not change, man. Nothing for for me this week, man. I it ain't been much, man. I'm tell I've been teleworking. Um I'm, I'm still helping out with Angeline. Um catching up uh just looking at things with the podcast stuff that we got going on uh if we if you didn't know uh last week we was on an episode of don't give up the ship which was a good episode i had a good time um yeah, what'd you too. think what'd you think yeah, about great that so man. man
1: great yeah. episode great guy real good speaker too man his voice is like yeah he's good man i like i, I like being on that podcast pretty good man
0: yeah man. i listened back to our episode from last week and the funny thing is because i just heard your phone uh vibrate so, the funny thing mm. is, though, when I listened back to our episode from last week, somebody's phone was vibrating off the hook. That wasn't yours? So, nah, I don't think so. Um, uh, it could have been. It could have been. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, heard but, it a
1: lot. I heard it too. But yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: if you're a listener, man, I apologize to the listeners <laughs> who, who who probably just thought it was their phone. Like, because like, that's how the, the, the it sounds like it's your phone. Because when I was, yeah. whether it was YouTube or, I was listening to it like uh on like Apple or somewhere. It just sounded like it was my phone. I'm like, oh man, like why my phone? But that was during the podcast. So I apologize for you. We probably messed you up the whole time you yeah. was listening to it, man. But no, it's yeah. it's been a good week, man. Been a good week. Uh 2022, starting off good uh for the podcast. Uh hopefully the listeners, uh y'all having good years so far. Um, and again, like I always say, man, we appreciate your listenership.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna talk about that ranking a little bit, man. Like, you uh, know, we, we gotta. To. You don't want to talk about it, but regardless really. uh, of talking about it or not, man, we, we thank you guys, man, and uh, let's keep pushing, man. You guys, make sure you're sharing, make sure you're liking, man, and you know. Yeah, I guess in short, man. we
0: moving up. I mean, in short, mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, we moving up in the trajectory, and um, we starting to be seen, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. But that's for everybody. That's mm-hmm. like for the listeners uh, too. Um. But just keep us honest. Um. Continue to make you know good suggestions, good comments. Let us know what we should be talking about. And if you know somebody that got a story, I don't think we ever say this. Um. But if you know somebody that got a story or something like that and they want to share it, you know, reach out. Tell them to reach out. Um. You know, most love definitely, man.
1: Like, 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 hey, 10, 15 minutes out of your Dave, you got a great story. Something you want to share with people so they can learn from man most definitely hit us up man that's that's a good point man like you know i mean i know we do shows man we don't hear two three hours or whatever <laughs> doing a podcast we ain't hey you don't have to be on here two three hours man come holler at us man let us know Get on get on here tell your story man yeah
0: yeah you you, you gotta be you gotta be honest though you gotta be honest like it's confirmation to speak
1: freely for a reason you know what i mean so yeah,
0: don't you, be shy yeah. You know, say what, you know, say what you got to say and, uh, just and don't be keep coming lying
1: either, man. I'm about to call your ass out.
0: Yeah. And don't think just cause you know, it's <laughs> like, you're going to be on an episode, man. <laughs> like we're not interviewing everybody we know you know what i mean like we, we we like we're not just talking to anybody we know like we love you to death like you know don't hate us either if you don't you know it's it's like a story you know you got something going on stuff like that and yeah. plus we want to push young sellers old sellers whoever listening um civilians whoever listening we want to push that um merch as well since we kind of plugging everything we also well plug <laughs> plugged the merch uh PT, uh ptsf merch uh, go go go! Uh, get some merch, man. If it's something you don't see, let us know. I mean, we making the merch, so just tell us we can make it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, I was gonna get into this like some other time, man, but I might as well ask you now. Have you ever stood like three section duty?
1: Yeah. How was it? <laughs> three section shit is fucking horrible. Yeah, it's horrible, man. I- like like like. So you like. On duty. You off two days and you're back on duty, man. That's 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 crazy. But it's happening now, man. Like like it's a lot more, especially on some of these smaller ships, man. It's happening a lot, especially on some of the ships that short man and don't have that many people, like LCS and stuff. And now short duty it'd be a real problem if I was on three and short duty. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah, that's ugly. But yeah. um, on the ships out there, man, they and it and, the, and the thing about it is man, I know it's hard, but at the same time, man, you have to make sure you know, you could defend the ship and all that type of stuff, man. It's a lot of qualifications out there, and and um, so we got to make sure uh, you got the right people on duty to to handle their business when it need to be. That's dropping down in sections, that's dropping down in sections, but you got to be safe out there.
0: See, you know, my issue is this though, like, and it, well, before I get into that, it's a movie coming out where this dude, um, like he 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 figured out a way to get his his uh, memories, right? He figured out a way to get like his work memory separated from like his at home memories, right? So every time he get on the elevator for work, his mind changes to where the, like work is work. So he don't remember anything from at home at work. But then when he get back on that elevator and he leaves and he leaves his job, he don't remember anything from the job, you know, at home, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? That's crazy. That,
1: that, yeah. it, that's crazy right
0: there. Now, somewhere in this preview, I forgot the name of the movie, man, but somewhere in this preview, um, it's like his friend from work, but it was like his best friend that seemed mm-hmm. like it was like his best friend at work. Something happened. Like he got fired and it's like a conspiracy and all that. I know this movie, is. I think it's a Ben Stiller movie or whatever, but um, I say all that to say this, like my mind, like three section duty to me is like, I'm never off duty, man. Yeah. Cause like, for me, it's like the day I get off duty, I still had to like be on the ship. Like I had to leadership, I, you know, my life, my, my mental was still on the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the day before my next duty day, my mental is kind of back to like knowing I got to go to sleep at a certain time. I got to be ready for my next duty day. So for me, I'm never like, honestly, like I'm never like mentally off. Like even though I'm like, even on the weekends, like if I'm not on three-section duty, like even on my week, like let's say you got Saturday duty on Friday, you not doing nothing too crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Because on set now, not, not saying that, like we just out here wanting to do crazy, you know, just out here wanting to do crazy stuff. But on Friday, you to relax, yeah,
1: and chill, maybe
0: have a late night, you know, get. Oh. Get, get 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 some uh, get some plum wine, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> a Little plum, plum wine, wine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like that, nothing, nothing heavy, just plum wine. But like, you know, you really can't go too hard because on Saturday you got duty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What I'm saying. And if you got duty on Saturday, that means you're on a ship Sunday morning. Like like you gotta like Saturday night, you gotta yeah. go to sleep. You gotta wake up early again on Sunday, clean up or whatever sweepers muster and all of that. And then for all them people that, well, that's a whole other thing. So when you get off, so when you get off uh, duty on Sunday, you got the rest of Sunday, and then you right back to work on Monday. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but like three section duty is crazy like that though. It's like that time like times twenty because it's like it's just three days, so you never really off.
1: Yeah, and the thing about it is in three section, you always gonna be on that ship on the weekend. Always, yeah. if you got it on Friday, I mean, you don't leave that joke until Saturday morning, right? You got it Saturday, you on that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You got it Sunday. You know what I mean? It's like, unless you, they man. dog
0: the weekend, unless they dog it. Unless like, where dog, they, yeah, some, yeah. I heard
1: some. I never done that before, but I did hear uh, some people trying to do that or whatever. But I don't know if I even like that though.
0: No, it ain't. It ain't. I, I was on LCS. We did it both ways. The dog weekend. The thing that's not bad, I mean, but like you still only get two duty free weekends and then you write back on duty. Yeah. So you could have two duty weekends in one month, depending on you know how, how everything rolled around that falls, first and yeah. that
1: last weekend. Yeah, man. Like every day though, I don't know if I can handle that, dude. Like having duty. <laughs> you know, duty. Let's have a duty. Is that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Nah,
0: it's normally two days. So it's Saturday, normally, Sunday. It's normally Friday. Yeah, it's normally Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it's normally
2: Saturday Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday. Yeah,
0: it's normally Saturday and Sunday. But, I mean, Monday got to be an off day after that. Like, you got to get me off on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's just Mm. how it should work. But it's funny, because while we was talking about this, what I was thinking about was, like, when you get off duty on a Sunday, and I was saying, like, you know, we was talking about things we don't, things we need to go into 2022, doing less of and more of, right? We need Mm -hmm. to go into 2022 Getting that ship ready to get off duty, man. You know what I'm saying? On weekend duty days, on like a Sunday, Saturday, wake up, man. Make your
1: rack, clean your burden mm-hmm. so you can get the hell up off that ship, man. Like- Always a problem, man. <laughs> Always like <laughs> something. And then you know, and look, and look, world, and you know, you guys can hit me up and say whatever you want to say about this, but oncoming duty. You don't have to be an ass all the time, man. You don't have oh, yeah, to go be like crazy. Look, 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 man. Because already they mad because they got duty, right? Yeah, so they, they mad. Divas, they demons. They like demons. So they come, <laughs> they like so they come <laughs> on board the ship. They ready to go in, man. Yo, man, we had like four birds not ready. Like, man, get out of yeah, here,
0: man. Yeah, yeah, they demons. They like demons. Yeah, we ain't, you know, we they ain't trying to lift a finger until everything oh, done. man, get out
1: of here, man. Take this duty, man. Quit bullshit. Like,
0: knowing man. they about to turn over some bullshit tomorrow. <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> Yo, oh, you're
0: about to man. turn over some bullshit tomorrow, yeah, man. Don't man. let it be in serve season. Don't let yeah. it be in serve season. Yeah, you know, they said, uh, the triad said, y'all got to stay back for like three hours, man, to help
1: <laughs> us clean. <laughs> Yo, we out, man. Hey, man. I'm mean, like, what? Huh? I ain't hear that, man. They didn't get put out to That's me, right. man. I'm out of
0: here, man. Need yeah. to take care of each other. You heard from CMC at the Chief meeting next week, yeah, man. Yeah, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: and bring it up, man. We got duty sections getting out of here, man. We need everybody here swiping the deck, painting, <laughs> changing the nines kit. Oh, we got in-serving yeah, formats. We yeah. need to get this nines kit changed today. Yeah.
1: Be, it all be done by time freaking time <laughs> is tapping served shit. Oh, yeah, man. man. Them, them old section leaders, man, and CDOs, man, they be on us, man, on the weekends, man, trying to hold us back. We be trying yeah. to get muster reports. Come on, man. We have a must-report issue like every
0: time. Oh, yeah. 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 Somebody, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody late with it. They was asleep. They was on watch or whatever. But, I mean, it is cool when you get a good uh, CDO. Like, as a section leader. Now, you know, I infamously stood section leader one day or whatever like that. And it was, I want to say it was Christmas Eve. Something like that. And we was doing up and overs. And all that and I'm an EM and I ain't know what the hell to do. You know what I'm saying? Cause that was some QM stuff too.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
0: um, so I had to call the QM. Shout out to E. Um, but uh we were doing up and overs, but I so I stood section. So I don't know that much, but I do know um I talked to enough section leaders to know that your life, you know, could be completely different depending on which kind of CDO you got. I mean, and that's good or bad. Yeah. So depending on what CDO you got. We we know what we gotta do on duty, right? We gotta like show up to muster right we got to show up to whenever other time we muster whether it be to clean to drill um for training or whatever like that um stay on our watch be on time you know do all that and and then show up to muster to get off the ship the next day sweepers whatever but um you know you might get that cdo
1: that that go
0: hard man you ever had a cdo like a crazy cdo yeah
1: walking through the p way walking through the p way see some shit hey Section leader. <laughs> yeah, you hit me up saying, hey, can you come see me right here? Boom. And I go over there, whatever. And he's like one little one little rapper or something in the corner. Now we got to clean the whole, yeah, <laughs> all the ways. Yeah,
0: get, up, get the section together.
1: Yeah, get the <laughs> section together and make sure it's done. You know, it's maybe like 19, 1900. And that's like at 7 p.m. for everybody. But man, yeah, hit us up and have us out there cleaning. Everybody trying to hit their racks early. Some people got late watches and stuff. And shit, I got everybody up cleaning, man yeah it's what it is man people we i mean we we know ahead of time we had to get it done so it is what it is
0: yeah yeah shout out to all the duty sections everybody that's out there standing watch whoever listened to us on duty you know i'm sure it's probably somebody that just throw us on um on duty so we appreciate that it's ozark uh week this week officially ozark week this week ozark came out so I'm probably going. to Me and Angeline probably going to binge watch that thing and be done with it. I don't think you caught up on that, so you no, got to right. get caught up. But yeah, it's officially Ozark week, um, and we got a guest. We got a guest today.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. Right? Man, I can't wait. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be really, really good, man. Um, man, I can't wait. You guys don't understand. Uh, it's going to be. A, it's going to be a good episode, man. So you guys look forward to this. This is when it be. I mean, good. they ain't like,
0: really got to look forward because they well, gonna hear them. It's you know? about to hear.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. of course, They going to hear gonna him in a couple of
0: minutes. But yeah, yeah, so we got a guest, uh, a guest today, um, Command Climate Specialist, uh, HMCM, Robert Flowers. Um, and he could tell you, you know, he could tell you the rest of his story, but uh, he going to be here talking about some. Um, We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, right?
1: yeah a lot of stuff man a lot of you know his job and what he does for the navy and he, he got a, a very important job so uh, you guys will hear that in a few minutes um and Simeos and, and what and what i'm a kind of a little biased to this to the simio thing a little bit when it comes to to serving so you guys will hear a little bit of that um in a few minutes because i got some questions for him i'm sure i know Dumbo got questions for him so yeah man we'll have some fun
0: yeah, this gonna be like our after school special. If if you never heard an after school special from PTSF, this gonna be it, man. It's gonna be straight up some education, some training, some education. Oh yeah, most definitely. So I mean, we're not gonna take too much more of your time, man. Let's get into this interview. Hey Rob, so you know, we kind of did a, a a soft introduction of you before we got on with you, but um, I want you to introduce yourself so that people know who you are, and know exactly what a CCS is.
3: Okay. All right. Uh Master Chief Rob Flowers, HMCM type, uh Force Command Specialists, uh Force Command Climate Specialist for ComNav Surf Pack. So uh I take care of all the EO sexual harassment, prevention and response, uh discrimination, harassment, bullying, stalking, uh for the Surface Force. Uh you know, uh all the ships uh in surf in SurfPack, all the uh Isic subordinate commands, uh you know, I do every aspect of Deox compliance, uh, every equal opportunity, sexual harassment, harassment, bullying case. Uh, that investigation hits my desk. I'm reading it, you know, making sure that uh, it meets the intent of the instruction and providing those commanders uh, a sufficiency review, uh, advising triads, training command resilience teams. Uh, it's just a it's a big scope. You know, when we talk about uh, the role of a command climate specialist, uh, command climate specialist, you know, uh, they, they maintain the culture and the climate of an organization. Uh, you know, you have your semi managers who go to school, you know, for those those five days. Your CCSs go to school for uh, 15 weeks, 14 weeks, 15 weeks down in uh, Patrick Air Force Base, Cocoa, Cocoa Beach, Florida, where uh, you learn about a lot of different things when we talk culture and climate. But most importantly, you learn about self. You know, uh, I, I find that a lot of my problems you know, in organizations you know, result from lack of self-awareness. You know, you have to know who you are, you know, before you can, you know, get out in front of sailors and lead sailors And One thing about that school, with CCS School, is they bring out all your uh, bias, prejudice, unconscious uh, bias, microaggressions, anything that's in your bag, per se, you need to be fully aware of it before you go out and uh, try to, uh, you know, lead an organization or manage the culture and climate of an organization
0: yeah so do they like do they like test you kind of like so when I was in uh school they test they wanted us to come back with like something we might have observed that might have been like prejudice throughout the week like so every day it was like hey check out so for instance like uh I want to say that Black Panther was had just came out or something like that the, the movie and it was like some people in I think china or japan who had watched it a youtube video and some people were saying things like yo i never looked at black people like they were attractive ever before but some of the people in this movie was attractive or it was just a lot of different like stereotypes that uh that i observed just from watching that and like so we had to come back to simio school the next day and like talk about uh that or whatever so i was wondering if they did that at uh ccs school too it was called yeah. observations Okay.
3: Well, they do. They do. You do have uh three written tests, but, uh you know, my valve was low. If I can pass them, you can pass them, too. But mm-hmm. I, the most important part is when we get into we, we, we break up into small groups. So you may have groups of uh 10 to 12, all services, Marine Army, Coast Guard, uh, uh Space Force, Air Force and Navy. And so they mix us all up and. They have a a you know that one sided glass like if you watch Law and Order and you know they're behind the glass talking and you see the guy in the interrogation room it's the same mm-hmm. setup and so you know the the instructor or the facilitator is in there asking questions while you got the other instructors in there looking you know for our nonverbals. so you know one mm-hmm. particular was a question that was asked what do you think about women in combat and we had Army Rangers in the class. And when they asked that question, you could, I'm sitting across and you could see their nonverbals. like these dudes are better to self-destruct. Like, you know, and the, and the facilitator keyed in, I'm first class, you know, I'm I'm looking at you, you're turning red, you know, what are your thoughts about women in combat? And his bias came out. It was, well, they can't carry a man down the battlefield. You know, can, Mm -hmm. can a 30 pound woman fireman carry me, you know, when bullets are going down range and, And so what they did was identify that person's bias. I mean, that person, that's his belief. You can have your belief, but your misogyny or your, uh, I don't want to say sexist, but it was misogynistic to a degree, can't impede a soldier walking into your office saying, you know, hey, I'm being discriminated against in my unit, you know, combat engineers or whatever, because that's your mindset. So you have to be able to check your bias and prejudice in order to assist those that you're working with. Okay. And you know, have leaders in the Navy who say, well, I'm not biased. I'm not prejudiced. I don't see color. Uh, but <laughs> they're telling a damn lie. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just the bottom line. Human nature, human nature right? Human nature. Every person has some degree of, of bias and prejudice, but you know, for us to be successful, you have to be able to check it at the door, you know, and, uh, I've had, like I said, a million occurrences where, you know, I've fully witnessed it full on, you know, uh, you know, just people unable to check their bias and prejudice and they bring it into the workplace and they spew it on the department or the division and they cause that work environment to be hostile. You know, um, you know, I have one most recently where I had to shut down a senior enlisted guy, uh, made the comment, um, you know, why is the Navy naming warships after gay men? You know, we had the, uh, USNS, uh, Harvey Milk, you know, and mm-hmm. Harvey Milk sir. you know, Harvey Milk, you know, did a lot of things for, uh, you know, gay L- LGBTQ community, you know, things like that. And so this person is an important person, you know, in the fabric of America, in the fabric of, you know, his time served in the Navy, but When that person can't check his bias or prejudice and and makes the comment you know why are we naming ships after gay men you know it was the same thing that i heard years ago you know with the gabby giffords you know why are we naming the ship after her what has she done you know but at at the end of the day if your mindset is professional and you're you're focused on the mission taking care of your people then you don't have time to let yourself ooze into the work center where you're impacting the workspace. So I apologize for running at the mouth, but it's no, just, no, that's good stuff. It, 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 it is what it is. And and I see it all the time, you know, but the Navy harvests talent from every single walk of life, <clears throat> every single walk of life, the best talent from every single walk of life. So in your work center, you're going to have black, gay, Muslim, uh, you know, straight, everything. You're going to have everything. And, and, you know, we can't, uh, you know, let how we were socialized coming up, you know, impact what goes on in the work center. And it's happening. You know, like I said, we got the sexual predators in this Navy. We have the racists. We have the misogynists. You know, we have the religious fanatics, you know, who believe that, you know, if you're not a Christian, then, you know, you're going to hell, you know, and and Mm -hmm. they're on on the mess decks, you know, you know, in those, telling these sailors that, you know, you're going to hell because you're fornicating. You know, that's not a good look with, you know, you're on the mess decks with the guys playing uh, dominoes. You know, just just we just have to make sure that we in the mess uh, or in the wardroom or the FCPOA. We're checking those folks who are out of line uh, and, and it's not going along to get along. You know, peer correction is probably some of the hardest things that, you know, leaders have to do, but it needs to be done. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have a million cases on my desk, you know, for sexual harassment, discrimination, harassment. Uh, for things that probably could have been uh, corrected if somebody would have checked that chief or that officer or or, or that first class petty officer, so and, and all the way down it was all no no rankings when we talk these guys.
1: i have a I have a big problem with that right there, man. if 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 I'm hearing a command senior enlisted come out and say that like in front of yeah. people, I, yeah. I'm losing a little bit for you, right? I'm losing a little bit. But the same thing in the school though, in your CCS school. If I'm hearing this ranger say that now as a leader there, I'm thinking, man, do I want to put this guy in the fleet? Do I want to put this guy out there? You know what I mean? Because that can come back easily, man. Like something trigger that, you know what I mean? Be like, he may use that out there. You have to be able to control yourself, you know what I mean? When it comes to it, it like you said, it's human nature, right? But I'm not going to come out there and be saying all this crazy stuff though, because I know people are going to hear it. I know people are going to take whatever I say and take it, you know, to another level. So I'm not awesome. going to be out there saying that, that stuff out like that. So that's crazy, man. Like, like, like for some, and you're right though. Facial expressions and all that type of stuff, you know, you can yeah. figure them out
3: quick, quickly. I'm, 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 they, but at the end of the day, it, what, what I will say is that now he's been made aware that that's true. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, that's true. All right, so my impression, where we may have a, a, a person walking to the work center every morning you know, and make a sexist joke. You know, or hey, I just slept with eight women. Or you know, um, hey, the the DoD monthly observance is coming up this month. It's Black History Month. We're going to have fried chicken and Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. You know, these people that are rolling, that are unaware, that are aware, yeah. that lack of self awareness, lack of self awareness. And so, you know, one tool that we use that would probably be good with with any mess training is is uh, the Johari Window, J O H A R I Window. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If Uh, but this teaches you can do this training in the mess and and it teaches that self-awareness you know what you know about me what i know about myself and then my blind spots Mm -hmm. because we got leadership that you don't even that folks don't even you know would would, would not even remotely think about it so you kind of have to have that self-awareness training in order to be uh you know cognizant of of the sailors that you lead you know And, and i i I I know we've talked in the past where I was telling y'all about that that USS One ship, uh, you know, where you had the senior enlisted leader, you know, stand in front of those sailors and tell them, "I'm not sending you to DRB. I'm going to put my knee on your neck for eight minutes and forty six yeah. seconds." Okay.
2: Mm. You
3: know, the sailors filed that complaint and in that investigation. Because we're going to peel it back just a little bit. The sailors filed that complaint, but the investigation showed that this dude had a period. Not a period, but his entire time on board that ship, he was toxic. And so when I say that toxicity from your senior enlisted leaders will trickle down, it completely trickled down because, you know, it got to a point where, you know, the sailors were picking up on his behaviors. Like his comments were, oh, she failed during your spy check. Yeah, she's a bitch. That's why she did that. Or, oh, you know, supply doesn't have this. Yeah, the, the bitches in there, they do this and that. And so mm. the, the crazy part about it is his LPO was a female. And she went to him, she said, you know, senior, hey, can you stop using the word bitch to integrate you know, the women in the department? And the 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 junior sailors began picking it up. So yeah, the junior sailor rolled back in the shop. Yeah, senior, I failed my spot check because she's a bitch, you know. And the, the first class had to endure that. I mean, and so it it got the it got so bad that we're we supposed to change junior officers. And so this ensign you know, J G is like, okay, I guess this is the way the Navy works. I don't know no different. Mm-hmm. I mean and so we raising we raised junior sailors, we raised videos in a toxic culture where that twenty-six year old, twenty-six-year leader who lacked self-awareness was instilling his you know, mantra onto a division and it was just it was terrible, you know. Then they even went back to his his Facebook post. You know, because if you really want to find a paper check, go look on somebody's Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know, uh, during the George Floyd rides where he was on there saying, I, w- I would plow through the protesters. I'm going to get in my car and mow down all the protesters here in San Diego. You know, it, it was just, it was just bad. And so, but that's what we have here in this Navy is that we have leaders who lack self-awareness. And you say, how did he make it through the Navy, you know, 26 years and nobody ever caught this, you know, and it's simply because we've been, And tolerance has been instilled on it. You take it as long as you can to that person transfers or you take it, you know, until you rank up and then you'll be able to tell them off or whatever the case may be. Uh, But we promote subject matter experts in the Navy. Sometimes we don't promote the best leaders, you know, and -hmm. and that's just, you know, you could you could turn that wrench good. You could you could, you know, uh, launch the aircraft, but a lot of them can lead ants to a chocolate cake. You know, and that's the sad part about it, you know, Uh, and like I said, when you don't understand human capital and leading people and taking care of people, then uh, you have these hostile work environments. You have these, you know, uh, rampant suicidal ideations that are going on right now in the fleet. You know, uh, Damon can look at the SEO report every morning, you know. For the entire surface force, we see suicide ideation, suicidal ideations, suicidal ideations. Suicide ideations. Uh, and and that's the main thing when we talk culture of excellence, you know, addressing destructive behaviors, putting primary prevention into place, you know, building resilient sailors. But then on the other spectrum, it's, you know, weed out, you know, the the, the toxic leaders who believe that toxic leadership is the right way to go.
1: And, you know, I'm going to yeah, throw a quick so plug. Okay. Let me throw a quick plug in <clears throat> for that right there. Like, I mean, I'm going I'm to say talk about the mess. When I say this, they have to be checked at the door, right? If we don't check them at the door, this is what happens. And this is how I keep going and going and going. And it's a way to do it. I'm not saying you go in the mess and you go in on them in front of everybody, him or her in front of everybody. That's not how it works. You can pull them to the side. You can have it go in your, your, your own little space, whatever the case may be, however you need to do it, but they have to be checked. if it don't, It's going to run rapid on the ship. And guess who looks bad at the end of the day? The mess. The entire Entire mess, the entire wardroom, entire whoever. Right. So that's one thing I want to plug in real quick. All the leaders out there in the mess into the wardroom, to everywhere, you have to check that you can't turn a blind eye to stuff like that because it gets worse every day.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if you don't address it, like I said, it will fester. When I say it, it takes years and and. People may not believe it. You may think that when you get a new CEO on board, you know things change magically, or you new get a new CMC. But if the culture of an organization uh, is toxic, it takes years to turn that organization around because the, the people have been it's festered in that organization. And 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 I tell you, you know, with that with that with that that senior chief, you know, I had a CCS on board that ship, and the CCS was like he never gave me any indication. That you know he would do or say things like that. You know, well, most sexual predators I ain't going to show you that they sexual predators. Most racist, mm-hmm. you know, if, if position is compromised for them. They're not going to, you, you know, uh if, if if most folks will operate under um covert circumstances instead of being overt with their racism if they're if they're mm-hmm. racist or sexist. You know, they're going to be covert about it. Uh, Until that situation arises where they can be overt on a Facebook page or or, you know, under the under the guise of joking. How do you joke on a U.S. naval warship where you feel it's funny to hang a noose? You know, I mean, a noose on a warship in 2021. You know, where does where does that happen? I mean, you're not going to go to Microsoft and not going to find a noose hanging somewhere in in a workspace in Microsoft. Then how do you have it on a naval ship? You know what would make a person think that it's okay to have a noose and hang it from a rack? You know, I, I've had cases where, you know, uh, sailor say say one sailor A tells sailor B, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a hanging party tonight. We're just waiting on you to show up." Mm. You know, if you mm. grew up in the south, if you grew up in the south, I grew up from Arkansas, so you you think about the the, the lynchings and and. You know, Arkansas headquarters of the KKK. I mean, I think of all these things, you know, when, when, uh, you know, when I hear stuff like this it, and when I when I saw the, the news, you know, that hit the Navy Times, you know, I'm just like we're in 2021. I mean, it's not 1950. You know, we don't have to send out Z-grams, you know, it's just mm-hmm. you truly wonder. And, you know, you may have listeners who are saying, well, you know, I only see uh, blue and gold. One well, those listeners that say, I only see blue and gold are part of the problem. When you, don't <laughs> when you don't recognize that your workspace, you know, may have something different from a different walk of life, from, uh, you know, different backgrounds, different experiences that can re-socialize you and make you better, then you're part of the problem. I hate when I hear that. I only see blue and gold.
0: Yeah, well, maybe, yeah that's not true. Maybe
3: it's go home. You know, and I had a, I had a, I had a, a officer stand in front of a diversity event and say that, you know, uh, we had the entire command in the base theater. Uh, you know, it was Native American History Month. You know, uh, California has a lot of uh, local uh, Native American tribes. We had speakers come in from these tribes. And, you know, before you kick off any diversity event, the commanding officer should speak, you know. And, you know, here we get. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything but blue and gold. And the the lady from the tribe, she's looking at me like, and I'm like, I'll address it. You know, you can't cause you can't address it right there on the spot in front of the level. So you gotta eat it. But you know, as I'm escorting her off the base, she's like, Why would he say such a thing? You know, our Native American history is deep and rich and and I had to go back and say, Hey, you know, sir, these are the type of remarks that can't be made. You know, we have to take this time to embrace our differences. You know, our differences are what makes us great. And yeah. and a lot of times that was unintentional. But when you hear the terms intent, impact, that's that was the perfect example. You know, his intent may have not have been to go say, yeah, I don't care that you're, you know, Native American, gay, uh, you know, Muslim. Uh, but the impact received by those in the crowd was like, damn, so why are we even here then if all you see is blue and gold? You know, but yeah. you just have to be more cognizant. That blue and gold no don't say that you know that's why i'm talking out of depth but that's why i'm a big proponent of the uh the dod monthly observances the dod monthly observances are important you know and i've had CEOs say can i mash them all into one and we just do one day only no you can't you know you <laughs> know uh days of remembrance <laughs> and the holocaust You know, now we're not mashing that up with, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month. No, you know, the DOD monthly observances are the perfect opportunity for uh, those leaders to get out there and re-socialize those who were brought up in certain communities where, uh, you know, mama told me one thing, daddy told me one thing, granddad told me one thing, my neighborhood said we feel this way about it. And you get them into a, a setting where there's understanding, education. Resocialization, you know, and that's the importance of those events. Those events ain't to poke nobody in the eye, you know, um, uh, but these are the opportunities, This is a perfect opportunity to resocialize, educate, uh, because you may have uh, Rob Flowers from Little Rock, Arkansas, whose you know neighborhood feels that you know all gay men are weak and and uh, whatever we may feel, and so I'm mm-hmm. going to come into this navy with that mindset until you do that monthly observance and educate me or to you as the chief educate me that, you know, Hey, your line of thinking is way out of line. You know, Mm -hmm. this is about respect. you know, and so that's the importance of those. That's one key uh, proponent when we talk about the importance of those monthly observances. And so, you know, the ships, uh, the commands, you know, you should be, you should be celebrating these observances, you know, and if you do it for one, do it for all, you know, you can't go grand, you know, for Black History Month and then on the tail end for Native American History Month, you know, you just put a pamphlet up or a post up and that's mm-hmm. it. No, you show consistency across the board because, uh, like I said, we're all one Navy. And, and I apologize for getting off track, but I mean, I just, you know, these are some important things that we need to know about and we need to be taking uh, full advantage of, you know, in the Navy. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, what, that's, that, that's good stuff, man. You know, let's, uh, I, I do want to slide back uh, real quick two steps. Um, because I didn't know what a CCS was until I became a Simeo, right? So that means I was on a small boy, you know, my entire pretty much forever. I I never was on a big deck where it was like a CCS. So I Mm didn't know what a CCS was until I became a Simeo. So now that I'm thinking about that E5, you know, that's that's hearing you talk and hearing uh, how important all this stuff is and heard you say what a CCS was, but for like that, you know, four-year E5 or something like that, what does that mean to me if I'm on a ship? What like what does that CCS role mean to me if I'm on a ship?
3: That that for that E45 that that role is uh simply to make sure that uh we're managing the climate, managing the culture. You know, that that E45, that that time when I was on making island, sometimes that that E45 didn't feel comfortable talking to the semi-o manager. You know, and so mm-hmm. They would come and they would sit down and talk to me and I would go handle the situation uh, and it's more difficult because on our, our on our destroyers we don't have a CCS you know uh, that destroyer sailor may never come in contact with a CCS because you got the destroyer the DesRon, and you won't see the, the CCS until you get to the TICOM or unless that you know unless that destroyer is attached to a strike group where you have a strike group CCS you will probably never encounter uh, a, a CCS but for that E45 uh, the instruction tells us that the CCS is supposed to do a program inspection on board every ship every mm-hmm. year. And CCS should also be on board uh, doing listening sessions after the George Floyd, actually before George Floyd, the George Floyd incident occurred, you know, Admiral Kitchener, uh, Force Carson, myself, uh, the force uh, DEI officer, Sapro, we would go on board ships and we would conduct listening sessions with, you know, E1 to E3. Uh, E-45, E-6, war Room, uh, Chiefs Mess. And so we would get a lot of good information out of it, you know, but it, it's difficult. And and I think one thing is when we talk about it is resources because we don't have enough CCSs. Uh, mm-hmm. it, so the E-4 and below may not ever see a CCS, but, you know, E-6 and above are cognizant of what a CCS is and, and, and the program because it's special programs. But uh, for that E-4 and below, uh, you know, it, it may be just it may be difficult. It, it, it is difficult because, like I said, you could be on an LCS or destroyer. And you never know who your CCS is. You know, you may see the post on the wall, on the command, which lists your CCS and your Simeo. But you know, unless you pick up that phone and contact me or contact one of my guys on on the uh, big decks or the base or the installation, uh, you know, you're relying on that Simeo. And I'm gonna be pressing down on that Simeo to make sure everything is good too. So, I hope I yeah. answered that question.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you're e, you know, e one through e four, e five or whatever, or if you just don't know, you know, who what a CCS is, now you know. Now you know. Um, The Simeo also has somebody that they, you know, outside of of course the triad and stuff like that. The Simeo also has somebody that that they answer to, um, that they have to submit, you know, um, reports and stuff to, and also that they can get information uh, from. So the Simeo is not like the standalone um, diversity. Equity, inclusion, equal opportunity officer—like uh, they have somebody that they could go to as well. So don't think that when you're talking to your Simeo, everything is coming from the brain of the Simeo or, or, or something like that. First off, some of that stuff is coming from the instruction, right? Where everything should be coming from the instruction. But if your Simeo got questions, they got the CCS that they, you know, they could go ahead and talk to.
3: Well, that's a good point, and and you know, I've had you know, I've had sailors who. Like we used to say, the, the the junior sailor network, you know, one will tell 2, 4, 12, 36, 48, 72. And, you know, I'll get phone calls from the ships where, you know, uh, sailors ask for advisement. They call me directly and ask for advisement. And mm-hmm. I said, well, what you you say? And, you know, in some instances, uh, you know, the Simeo is, is not sweeping it under the rug, but talking a sailor out of the door. You know, this, you know, and and when I listen to the case, I'm like. This meets the intent of the EO instruction. Why wasn't why wasn't a formal found? Uh, my chief essentially told me to suck it up. You know, my senior chief told me to suck it up. The lieutenant said, "You know, uh, maybe I need to go back and try to handle this at the lowest level and work it out on my own." It, yeah, it sounds easy. We can speak from a position of comfort and say that. Uh, but you know, I had senior leader on board ship. You know, uh, right after the, the the George Floyd incident. Telling you know, junior sailor who's at cleaning stations, you know, it's really y'all tearing up your own community. Why are y'all getting upset about it? You know, uh you know, George Floyd was on drugs, you know, so why are your people tearing up the neighborhoods and things like that? So E three is not going to challenge E eight, E nine, E seven, you know, and it, it 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 the sailor you know had to muster up enough courage to to uh, reach out outside the lifelines of the ship, you know, and all I did was just press down. You know, I went through the ISIC and say, Hey, uh, there's an allegation of this, 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 this going on, uh, need needed looked into and I need a report back so I can brief my leadership, you know? And so you're right that, that, that maybe that's something that, that, you know, you helped me with, uh, Dom O'Daymond that, you know, maybe I do need to get out, maybe put some you know, uh, cards and flyers out, you know, aside from just the standard EO poster that lists the CCS and the Simeo. Uh, but like I said, you know, when, when the issue is bad enough and I found that when it's bad enough, sailors will find a way, uh, to reach me. Like I said, my phone, my cell phone is on the C block, you know, yeah. and, and I, my work center will say, you're crazy for doing that. And I get a million phone calls, Japan, Hawaii, pac Northwest. West. I mean, because that's my purview. So if, if I'm getting woke up at old oh, dark 30, you know, for a ship that's, you know, sailing through fifth fleet, I mean, then I'm gonna get up and answer the phone. I have to, you know, um, and I just, you know, hope that my, uh, uh, relief, you know, has the same burning passion and desire, you know, for the program that I do, you know, so. You know,
0: you know, what's crazy about that though, man, and, and, and shouldn't do this, but I think like in that scenario that you just said, I think some of the Simeos, I think they thinking about the seller that they talking to, right? And I don't think as a semio, you should ever do this, right? But let's say that seller got a history of like doing something, you know? It's like, so So when you get the story from the seller, that's all you get is the singular story. So you could judge it just based off of that story. But these semios already got like preconceived notions about the seller because maybe they, they've been a DRB before, they've been late before, they had an issue in the P way. And it's like, I think that kind of hoses up a lot of semios and a lot of leaders, period, and doing their job they considering a whole bunch of other shit that the seller might have done before so they not judging this you know one scenario the same so now you get the unfair treatment where they got to call you i honestly think that's happening a whole lot
3: it is it is and and it goes back to the simio though um i i, I had a, a Simeo, you know call and say hey we w- we're getting ready to release a message on a formal case and i said okay before you launch that out there, I need to see the, the slash two, the fifty three fifty four slash two, or I need you to read me the statement from the sailor so I can I can I can hear. It. And and keep in mind when a sailor you know makes a statement or a sailor calls with a statement, I'm not instantly saying that the, the command is guilty or the person's guilty. Mm-hmm. But at the end, you have to address every allegation. You know, if there's allegations, you're going to have to address the allegation. But the semyo told me. Um, yeah, I've, I've looked at it and with my law enforcement background. I can tell you this: this is probably true. And I said, "What? <laughs> what? Okay, you, you know." And so it, it's it's when when you're a sailor, when we just talk about that E three, E four, who doesn't know what a CCS is, when they encounter leadership like that, you know, where a person is already signed, sealed, and delivered, the judge, jury, execution on the case, you you know, it it takes away from you know. The effectiveness of the program, you know, when I got a semio who cannot remain neutral, you know, through a process, you know, it takes away from the program, you know, and and part of the 5354 slash three, the sufficiency review that I have to give back to that CEO before he substantiates or unsubstantiates a case is there's a line of questioning that asks, is the complainant being investigated vice the alleged offender? Because a lot of times. Uh, in an investigation, we'll have that investigating officer say, well, uh, Seamus Muckatelli is a dirtbag anyway. You know, he's never had time on work. He's, you know, uh, you know, historically late. And so they will use these things to, uh, you know, minimize a sailor's allegation of wrongdoing, maltreatment, harassment or discrimination, which you're not supposed to do. Your investigating officer is supposed to address the allegations, you know, not you know, look at a person's work history, you know, this is not uh character defamement. I mean, this is not law and order. You ain't Johnny Cochran. I mean, we need you to investigate the allegations and not, you know, try to make a person's uh, case or allegations, you know, just seems like just more snob. It may be, but at the end of the day, you have a duty to address the allegations. Yeah, man, this right here. Exactly. Made, right. Yeah, this, this made my case right here, man. This whole story right here made
1: my case when it comes to being on board. a First, I want to say though, um, if you have a a sailor going through something you're not sure about something, you don't push that nowhere, man. You got you go to the CMC, yeah. then the CMC probably gonna tell your ass. Have you talked to the CCS? You know what I mean? And that and that's how you and that's how you kind of like like figure it out. You don't just push it to the yeah. side, right? That's one. But then it goes back to my point about I don't think Simeo should be on board the ships. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. So now, because now yeah. you have yeah. no bias. Right, you have no conflict yeah. of interest. You have nothing. Someone you get, a, someone's get a case, sends it out to the Simeo, like on shore or wherever the Simeo or CCS or whoever, they come on board, non-biased. They don't know this sailor from that sailor or that person from that person, and I think they can make a good judgment on the situation and what's going on. Right, because I know for a fact, man, there's some cases out there that I know people look at. Oh man, my Manning ain't looking too good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, me, let me let me go talk to some people right now, or whatever the case may be. And I, I, I can see that happening out there. I can see, not not saying it's happening like they don't push it forward, but I can see that thought process, though. You know what I mean? That thought process it's right like, there can cloud your judgment on what you need to be
3: doing. Damon, it is happening. It is happening out there. And and I know we're tired of be going back to that, that case with the toxic work environment, the senior chief. But when we talk about the, the EO instruction, you know, prior to the revision was written so poorly that it said COs have a wide array of administrative actions they can take. So, in that particular case with the knee on the neck, uh, the CO awarded a letter of instruction. I mean, I've been in the Navy 25 years. I know if you give me a letter of instruction, I'm going to ball it up and I'm going to shoot it in the trash like a jump shot. It don't go on your record, <laughs> uh, it don't go on your service record, uh, it, it probably mm-hmm. don't even go on your e-ball. And so, the failure behind it is, They're looking at, man, you know, I got Mm -hmm. a guy who's a good operator, Mm -hmm. but he's a misogynist, racist, religious fanatic, you know, who's tearing down his people on a daily basis. But he's a good operator, you know. And so when you don't bring the pain, you know, what happens is said senior chief leaves the ship PCS's and now is that another command standing in front of sailors still. So that's what happened. And so you got a LOI. You know, <clears throat> an investigation showed how toxic a hostile work environment, how you're failing to lead effectively with junior sailors, how you're failing to mold, mentor, guide junior officers. You make a racist comment in front of a division. You get the LOI and on your hail and bail speech, you make it a point to say, oh, that EO thing, nothing happened. And you PCS off to your next duty station. This dirtbag is still in the Navy, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. EOD is fully accountable. And, and that's what it is. People are thinking Manning. Hell, I'm hurting for Manning. I mean, I had pneumonia last week. I thought I was going to the upper room. And I I mean, all I could say was well, she, you will get your report when I get back. But Manning is is Manning and then uh, operators. You're a good operator. You're a good, you know, A-B-E, ABF or you're a good HMCM. And, and, you know, that weighs in these, you know, commanders decisions when they were trying to enact punishment. You can't tell me that this After an investigation comes forward and brings to you all these these miscues and toxic behaviors that you know you don't want to get rid of a person because this person is not good for our organization, but Mm -hmm. no, you can do it on. And and that's one good thing about the instruction, the new instruction or the revision to the instruction. I know we're gonna get there, but now you know substantiated cases uh, you know go on your record. Uh, or go on your eval. You can put substantiated cases in there with the new instruction. They, they say it, it says in black and white uh, substantiated cases uh, placed in the eval and service record. And that's important because, you know, you've had folks who had sexual harassment complaints, um, you know, one case a couple years ago. And if I'm taking up time, y'all keep me honest. But the vice CNO came probably about three, three and a half, almost four years ago. The vice CNO was here and you know, the Vice CNO throws a grenade out there. Hey, is, you know, if there's anything that you wanted to ask that you didn't ask, uh, come see me afterwards. And so you had Junior Sailor go down and she says, on my ship, uh, I filed a sexual harassment complaint and I ain't heard nothing about it. And it's been seven months. Mm-hmm. Oh, it went DEFCON 4 uh, all the way up to OPNAV was calling, PAC Fleet is calling. You know, uh, my boss was like, hey, find out what's going on with the case. Uh, the case was, you know, already adjudicated by the commanding officer the sailor appealed but it was stuck in the uh, you know it gets all paperwork gets stuck somewhere you know and so uh, the vice CNO's office wanted a briefing on this case they wanted a briefing on uh, the member and turns out it was a uh, a chief petty officer um, who had a history they were able to go back and find out that on his previous ships he was sexually harassing sailors and when I say sexual predator this chief knew that okay if i catch uh female sailor e1 e2 uh by themselves and do what i do it's their word versus my word and nine times out of ten uh you know leadership is going to say well the chief has no reason to do it or he's not that type of guy you know you don't know if if, if this person is a serial killer or not i mean dexter nobody know dexter was a serial killer (laughs) yeah so you know one was was you know, open back up and they looked at it again, additional female sailors came forward and said, yes, he did this to me too. He made sure we were one-on-one alone and he would touch or, or make, uh, you know, lewd gestures or pull his, unzip his pants. And, you know, it's just, it's just a lot and, and it's not just male on female. So I don't want you listening to think it's I have cases where it's female on male, you know, uh, you know, or female on female or male on male. And so, you know, like I said, a a sexual predator is not relegated to just being a male. I mean, every shape form, uh, in this Navy. So, but yeah, it, it, that's why I'm glad that we're, we're, we're changing it up to whereas we can begin to track, you know, so you'll know that, okay, when Joe, uh, dirtbag shows up to your command, he's been, you know, uh, and I get it. It's not a zero defect Navy. I get it. Okay. But, You know, in some instances, you know, you don't turn a blind eye to sexual harassment. You don't turn a blind eye to bullying, hazing, uh, stalking, you know, which is in the new instruction, too. So uh, things that we don't turn a blind eye to.
0: Yeah. So one of the things just on the other hand of that conversation we were just having um, earlier, one of the things that uh, I, I remember was a seller, you know, got in trouble and was going through the NJP process. And as they were going through the NJP process, they did. they. I'm going to make up a term that I, I really don't like the term, but I'm going to make it up right now. But they did something, quote unquote, pulled the Simeo card. Right. So they mid mid process, they like filed a complaint. And um, I remember, you know, me at Simeo, it was people like, hey, can you like you? can you even honor this What I'm like, yeah, it's a legitimate, you know, I even went black and white and it says it, it says that you honor a, you know, a complaint, whether it be, um, whether the person be going through disciplinary process right now, uh, NJP process right now and not a complaint is a complaint and you still honor it, you know, cause right. I, I want to make that clear for like semios and uh, chiefs and chains of commands. That like this person can make a complaint no matter what. They could be going to Captain's Mass tomorrow and they can make a, a a complaint because that's like one of the things that I want us to talk about a little bit later, but that process sometimes I think is not honored. Like, like the uh the the semio complaint process, because I think commands, change of commands, they want to do their own disciplinary process for like the sellers. But the seller, it's its own process and it's supposed to be protected is supposed to be honored and respected so that could happen no matter what you know what i'm saying so just because a seller going through something that don't mean that they didn't experience something that had to do with equal opportunity and i'm glad we getting into like human factors now
2: yeah because human
0: factors tie into like uh things like that. i don't want to go to we're going to get into it in a minute so I'm, i'm gonna go to my next uh question uh for you uh you talked a little bit about about it earlier that it's a special program um but I want to know exactly, like, just the process of how to become a CCS.
3: Okay, uh, I get a phone call. Hey, I want, I'm interested in the CCS program, and and I tell to say the sailor, first thing I said first. The first thing you got to do, the first thing the most important thing you got to do is call your detailer see if that detailer your detailer is, re- is willing to release you. You know, the mm-hmm. ITs. I I, I don't even, I don't think I've ever seen an IT CCS because the ITs are like, no, nah, I'm keeping my bodies, you know, and so. <clears throat> Once you get that, once you get that release from your detail, then we can start the process. Uh, you know, we'll have, we'll, we'll have you fill out a 1306. You'll sit down with me or you'll sit down with any CCS and you'll do a, uh, a interview. Um, and, you know, it, it's probably 25 questions. Why you want to be a CCS? What do you think about this? What do you do? And I'm going to screen you good. I'm, I, I, I have to, I have to, because I, I, I don't know if riffraff is the right word, but I mean, I've had some folks slip through the crack. Who you are right now is who you'll be when you come in the program. So if you're a motivated hard charger, that's who you'll be when you come into the program. If you are a no load, that's who you'll be when you come into the program. I got no loads who've been relieved and out driving buses, you know, uh, you know, in the FDNF because they saw no use for the CCS, which was a detriment to the program. So I'm screening hard. I'm screening hard. So, uh, like I said, release from your detailer thirteen oh six interview with me, and then you know you'll sit down with your detailer, the special programs detailer. At current time, it's YNC uh, Marisha Robinson down there in Millington nine zero one eight seven four three eight six two. Pick up the phone, give a call. I'm interested, and, and you know she'll she'll you know she'll tell you. She'll tell you what she needs from you. Uh, what I just told you is what you need. Is but you know you can talk to her about billets and things like that, and she'll tell you you know, where she needs a CCS the most, you know, um, some people come into the program for the wrong reasons, uh, to stay in a location. They don't want to do their job in, in rate. Um, you know, they, they, they see that, you know, the CCS billets are short intensive billets, you know, uh, outside of the, the LHA LHD aircraft carriers, there's no sea duty billets for the CCS. So a lot of folks come into the program for the wrong reasons. So, uh, and that's why I I, I, I kind of screen hard now. I mean, because I've had a couple sailors slip, slip in and, and, you know, serve no benefit to me. They were a detriment to me. I have ARGs that were pushing over the horizon without a CCS. And, you know, as an ARG CCS, you're taking care of, you know, the, the LSD, the LPD, the LHA, the, the MU that's on board, the HSM, the ACU, TAC run. All that falls under your purview. And, and you know, if, if you're that no load, you know, no, I don't, I don't need it. I need you to be serious about the program, maintaining, managing culture and, and advising those commanders on the right moves to make on a day-to-day basis.
0: Okay. So, um, Damon, you got a question? No, no, no. Go ahead. Man. So, um, one of the, you know, one of the things I like like to do is when I talk to people that I know, like talk about the same thing, like all the time, uh, like a million, like for instance, my wife, when, when she went to the hospital, her, her doctor, uh, her surgeon, I know her surgeon gives like the same speech to every patient, you know, had the same conversation with every patient. But I like to evaluate those conversations like, yo, is it the same amount of passion as like it was the first time? Like, does this feel like the first conversation? Does this surgeon feel like she's like, like, does my wife feel like this person really like, cause her surgeon, like she says, like, I love you and everything. So it's like, yo, does my wife really feel like she loves her? And she did. Like, this doctor, wow. man, she was like the chief of staff over there and she was like, I never experienced like a hospital experience like this, like with this doctor, right? Like she was super impressive. Like I-, I wish that I was hurt, you know what I'm saying? So she could like do some surgery on me somewhere, right? But um, but, um, but I say that to say, I say that to say that my first time meeting you, it was in Simeo school. I was in Simeo school. You came in and you gave what I would call like the spiel, like the spiel that you would give to the, the, the class. But the way you gave it, it was like passion in there. Um, it, it really felt sincere. And it made me leave there like thinking like, yo, if I need something, I could definitely call uh, Master Chief. Right. So my question for you is I, I, I see that passion and we hear that passion. So it's like what made you want to become a CCS?
3: I've just I've always throughout my career, um, I've dealt with a lot of a lot of toxic leadership a lot of times to- I just I've dealt with it all the way up even as a senior chief I, like I said I, I've dealt with what I perceived as toxic leadership and and uh you know I, I grew up you know I'm not your traditional sailor you know you know my com- my background is fleet marine force so I grew up on that that fmf side of the house where I mm-hmm. saw a lot of leadership the marine corps is good with discipline love the discipline love the covenant alignment but it can be toxic you know and and Then, you know, you come over to the Navy side of the house and you see things like, okay, uh, this is this is this is a toxic experience for me. And so I don't want to say I want I I just wanted to be a crime fighter. But at the end of the day, I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of toxic, hostile leadership or leadership that that um, impacts your career, keeps you up at night. I've had those instances throughout my 25 year career. I have. And, you know, when I was up on the CCS program you know i'm like okay this is a good pr- good program for me uh and then the added benefit of it is okay uh i get to go on a different platform i get to go on a ship been in, i had before i touched that ship i had been in the navy almost 21 years you know and so it, the, the added benefit behind it was you know you get a you get to get a different platform you get to go out and, and, and be an advocate for sailors without a voice and, and that's just the thing for me i mean I, i'm i'm not a I ain't a freedom fighter or nothing like I don't I don't want to say it like that. But at the end of the day, you know, I just have a a place in my heart for people who don't have a voice, who are being abused, mistreated, uh, you know, and and feel like there's no way out. You know, and if every leader uh, thought that way or felt that way, we probably wouldn't need a culture of excellence. We probably wouldn't need uh, you know, we probably wouldn't have to, you know wonder why every sailor desires to go see a mental health provider. You know, that's just my thing. I mean, if you're legitimately uh, there for the best interests of your sailors, I-, I think that, you know, the the tide will change. But since so many of us were brought up in a toxic culture, you know, you live what you learn. And so we think that since we were brought up in toxicity, then that's what is going to help this group of sailors. I'm Gen X. You know, I was raised by boomers, you know, and, and they didn't care. Mm-hmm. Fly- the motherfucking smoke deck and I ain't asked no questions I went out and cleaned it even though I don't smoke hock and spit and cigarette butts there I didn't do it. I mean because it was toxic you know but you have four generations of sailors in the workplace you got the Gen X you got the Millennials you got the Gen Z you got the boomers who are on their way out tailing off you know real quick and so what worked for me is not gonna work for Gen Z you know and so we just have to be mindful yeah you know, we talk about resiliency build resilient sailors, you know, yeah, we had to be tough because there was no other option. There was no other option, but you know, I'm rambling a little bit, and y'all just, y'all gonna have to come up with a cold sitting if I start rambling, but I just think the bottom line is leadership. Taking care of your people. You ain't gotta tuck your people in and put a mint on their pillow at night, but you do have to show genuine concern. You do have to make sure that the work environment is positive. Uh, you know, you don't come in and throw the cell, throw the phone at the, at the wall and kick the chairs and you know, just humiliate people. I mean, at the bottom line, this is somebody's wife, husband, son, daughter. And if you treat people with respect, respect will give it, give, it's, they're going to give it back. I want my people not to 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 feel that I'm leading and making them fear me. I, if you if you fear me, um, then that's bad. That's bad. If your leadership style is to make the people that, that are supported to you, not supported, the people that work with you or work for you feel... Mm-hmm then that's 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 just not it you don't know how to lead
0: yeah and it's it's crazy it's crazy you say that because i got this i got like this rule man i don't know if i ever said it on this podcast but i got like a personal rule where i'm not i don't call like sellers like in my divisions and stuff like that at home with problems you know i don't call them at home like yo i'm senior chief and i'm calling you at home you sitting with your wife or or, or, uh, a woman might be sitting with her husband and i'm like hey how come you ain't get this no you know i might you know, text them or something like that. Hey, when you get a moment, uh, you know, give me a call it's something we need to talk about. But for the most part, it could wait. Like I, I, I've never really had to do that. You know, it could wait till after the weekend. If it's very important, like I said, you know, but I just don't like invading somebody's like personal life and like Trying to be their senior chief and shoot them out, you know. If it's something normal like a regular phone call, like hey, you know, on Monday we got this or that. But I'm not calling you asking you why you left the the workspace dirty. You know what I mean? Like you at home, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> why you leave the workspace dirty? You know what I mean? So, um, I I'm, I'm glad you said that. You know what I mean? Um, and and I like my early temperament, like going in, like going in as a chief, is a lot different than my temperament now you know i get a lot of sellers like hey senior you know why are you so calm and you know i think uh all, all my like frustrations and anger i think i i think i exuded it you know what i mean like <laughs> like like, like, like on the ship man I, I i got a question for you david you got a question
1: well no not well i just i was gonna say earlier man like i'm the same way man when i first came in man it was like hey you tell me to do it it's done no questions asked you know <laughs> get it done whatever but now though you know I I I probably got one of the biggest questioning attitudes ever, man. And the reason why I got this big questioning <laughs> attitude because I I like to inform sailors the right shit, right? I don't want to half ass yeah. it like 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 they know like they they talking up there, and I'm I'm from Mississippi. I might not understand exactly what they saying, you know what I mean? So I have to raise my hand to make sure I know, you know what I mean, what they saying, and and so I can you know give that message out to the to the sailors, man. So Man, that was one of the biggest things, but you're right, man. Like, I remember back in the day, man, they used to tell me to get it done, man. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> I,
3: I was out there raking rocks in front of the battalion because they said the general was coming. The general's coming, go rake the rocks. But I wouldn't dare say, why am, I raking, why am I raking the rocks that are in the flower bed? Why am I why am I raking the rocks? And then the general came through the back hatch. He didn't even come through the front. And so so Yeah. So stuff like that. Just that, that community piece. And... and I, I, I just I, I want to say I'm not I hope I'm not painting a, a bad picture because th- you know the bad leaders in our organization are the are the are the stark minority. I I just say let's just say you know three percent. You know if you roll off a hundred uh, Teslas off a off a, a assembly line, I guarantee you one or two of them are going to have some defects. And so that's the same mindset we're going to have in our organization. You know we're going to have some defective leaders, and it ain't hard you know it's not hard to go get a john maxwell book i love john maxwell i mean i've been reading john maxwell ever since i was a you know a, i made chief back in 2007 i'm like okay this is the right way to do things simon sinek leaders eat last i mean it's so yeah. much leadership material out there now there's no reason why you should be a toxic leader in 2022 you know other than to stroke your ego or other you have some other insecurities that, you know, you're battling on the inside. There's no reason. There's no reason. It's, it's too many uh, resources. Ted Talks, Bren Brown. I mean, there's just so many out there that, that you can use, that you can implement it in the workspace on a daily basis. I make a plug for the Navy. Cool. RBLP Resilience Building Leader Program. Get your leadership certification. Start trying to make yourself better. Stop working on your strengths. Start working on your weaknesses. Yeah, I know you can turn that wrench good. I know you can, you know, do IVs great. But now let's work on your leadership. Stop mm. focusing on your strengths. Work on your weaknesses. If, if leadership is not your forte, just start working on it. You know, you're not going to get better unless you work on it. Communicate. You know, lead. Advocate. I, I, we all talked about temperament. I don't think I've, I, I don't think I've ever been the angry chief. I mean. I may have been the angry chief in the F.M.F. for my people, you know, because the Marines put my person on a working party. No, we ain't doing that. No, my guy ain't (laughs) standing watch. They don't watch 24/7, 365. They medical, you know. So I was the bulldog when it comes to defending, but. I never use my superpowers to crush the E2 so that when they go home, they're going to drink more or fight with the wife or boil the goldfish or kick the dog. No, because I know the after effects, There's second and third and fourth degree order effects because I did it. You know, I got crushed in the shop. I'm going to go home with an attitude. No, I don't want no macaroni and cheese. I mean, (laughs) so you know, what we don't understand is when we're beating these, beating sailors down or, or, not building them up to be resilient, or not, you know, uh, you know, mold, mentor, guide, develop. You know what we're doing is just killing sailors. You know, sailors who I saw a post on Facebook the other day. I mean, yeah, if you want any intel, put it on sailor screenshot. Uh, sailor screenshot uh, the text message from his chief. It said LS, LSC at the bottom, I think. So I guess the sailor's best friend had passed away. And the, 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 the funeral was local. And the sailor, I guess, reading, the, I, I, I hustled a lot of stuff on Facebook, but reading the blurb, the sailor said that he had previously told the chief about, you know, friend being, you know, sick terminal. Uh, and then the friend dies and then he screenshots the text message. LSE said, I expect you at work at zero eight. And all I could think in my mind was, OK, you know, I don't know the full details, but the optics presented here. There's not a life of death situation where you can't lose a sailor for two hours, three hours to go to a funeral to say their last goodbyes to a best friend. It's not. It's not. And so it's, it's kind of like the case we just talked about earlier, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, and so I, I look at stuff like that and just think, you know, hell. You would let a sailor sit in, in line two hours at the in and out Burger to bring burgers back for the shop, but you won't let a sailor go to a funeral? You that was know,
0: all I, he said? That was all he said was, I expect you at work at 08? It wasn't like I, a, yeah,
3: I'm hey, sorry to hey, hear hey, that. Yeah, I'm like I'm This is what the sailor said. The, the blurb said, uh, Chief, uh, my best friend's funeral starts at 11 tomorrow. I will bring you the obituary to show you the date and time. And then the reply was simply, "I expect you at work at 0730 tomorrow." That was the reply. It wasn't Damn. It wasn't. You better bring the obituary, or it wasn't. Take pictures of yourself. Do, you're not you don't do selfies at a funeral. That's disrespectful. But I mean, there was no, there was no leeway. It was. I that was it. That was it. And I might have to find it in I screenshot it. Send I won't do so, it yeah yeah ahead, so so
0: that type but so that brings me to my next question like like, what's the biggest challenge like going into 2022 for you as a ccs what do you believe the biggest challenge is for ccs i
3: mean everybody's everybody's complaining oh, for is, you yeah i'm sorry, I'm sorry. manning but for me it's manning uh mm-hmm. i just think you know, I, I just think the way we're structured is is completely incorrect, and these are not in any order because I don't want you to think that the other stuff I'll talk about is is not as poor. But the Manning structure, how we're set up, you know, I would rather have mm-hmm. like like Dama like Damon said, give me a hub full of CCSs to work at, out of my office. And, you know, I could push them out with a, a deploying ARG or I could say, hey, you go take care, of, you know, ESG3 and all their ships and you go take care of the this DES run, the LCS run. So I got a CCS on board, an LHD and an LHA, but I don't have a CCS, like you mentioned, at the DES run or the LCS run, you know, or Surf dev run, you know, there's no CCS there. And so I, I just think, if you got a hundred Rob flowers out in the fleet, cross-pollinating commands will be more efficient, will be more effective than, you know, me with my megaphone or me when I roll up on your ship and and you know, I'm running, you know, through the spaces and things like that. I just think that it'll be more efficient, and more effective. Accountability. I just think that, you know, like I spoke earlier, you know, if we're not gonna fully hold people accountable. Uh, then you, you you're gonna lose your people. I mean, those sailors on board that ship, they lost faith. They lost faith in that EO program because through the underground network, they found out what the punishment was. An LOI, you know, a commander had a duty to where he could have set the tone in that on board that ship and change the culture, change the climate. But he gave an LOI for a person who had a history of toxic behavior. And stood in front of a group of sailors and made a comment, you know, like he made, you know. And so when we talk about second, third and fourth degree order effects, you know, if you feel that way about the George Floyd thing, okay, you can feel how you want to feel about it. But when you spew it in front of me, now I have to question, do you feel that way when we're doing eval ranking boards? Do you feel that way when we are doing sailor, the quarter sailor, the year boards? You know, do you feel that way? You know, uh, when we're talking about collateral duties and jobs, you know, if your bias is oozing out standing in front of me. When else are you applying your bias and your prejudice and your microaggressions and your unconscious bias in the course of of, you know, leading sailors? You know, so uh, Manning is one. Like I said, Manning resources two proper accountability and and three is just, you know, getting the right people in the program. We just got to get the right bodies in the program. I I tell you, um, I've had I've just had some that just. Just made me shake my head. But you know, training in the mess too is is another one too. Training in the wardroom too. You know, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. Ignorance is bliss. But in 2022, with all the resources and technology that we have, there's no reason, no way that that uh, you know people should lack self awareness. You know, and unable to check their bias and their prejudice at the door. If y'all think back to like 20 uh, 2012, 2013, 2014. Yeah. I remember we were doing the, the mic pun directed mess training, yep. you know, probably, probably the best training that, 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 that we did inside the Chiefs mess because we were using real life examples redacted, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the commander who faked his death because he got the woman pregnant. I just think of all the scenarios that we had, that's what we need to bring back. And, and, you know, maybe that's what I need to do, you know, put down some Put down training with redacted cases and and going to a mess because I guarantee you, you know, a lot of people can relate, you know, to some of the things that are going on. But the biggest challenge is, like I said, resources with Manning, full out accountability. You know, I have to keep my operator, so I'm going to give him a a slap on the wrist, which I'm just in turn killing my culture. Training inside the mess when we talk about self-awareness, Johari's window, uh, you know, just just being aware. You know, and I just think that awareness piece is is important because you can't lead if you're not aware of who you are. If you can't keep in the schoolhouse, we call it keep it in the bag, keep your bias and prejudice in a bag. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we got chiefs who can't do it. You know, perfect example. 32nd C story. And I'm, I know I'm I'm talking to you to death, but I had the glass committee Y'all me with the glass association. Yes. No, I think no, I I think we talked about it. Yes. Gay, gay, lesbian and supporting sailors. So we had a glass committee. Uh, at the command and uh this was on deployment uh you know leading up to christmas eve and and so you know you got the private organizations on the ship that do fundraisers every private organization fundraises, you know chiefs mess or you know you do your uh fundraising but the glass organization wanted to fundraise so that they can walk into san diego pride parade and the fundraiser that we came up with was called carol loki so you know it was christmas time of year you know you bid on mashi flowers to get up and sing. I'm too sexy for my shirt, or whatever, 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 well, because that's what I mm-hmm. sang. My house, but you know, <laughs> we couldn't get, we couldn't get. You know, their job was to, you know, police, not police, but their job was to solicit. You know, the blue shirts. I was in the mess. Hey, you know, hey, hey, Damon, can can I get you to help out with this event? You know, sign up and and the sailors bid on you, and you'd be surprised the number of chiefs that I got that just says I don't support that lifestyle. You know, not I don't want to participate in the event. I don't support that lifestyle. No, I ain't doing that bleep, bleep, bleep. And I'm like, hmm, well, my religious beliefs won't allow me to do that. And so I got angry. And I I typically don't like to get angry about, you know, a person's personal choice. You know, it's your personal choice. But when you tell me I don't support that lifestyle, um, my religious beliefs, how are you leading that sailor in your work center? How, you know, how are you leading your work center without bias or prejudice? If it's your religion, you know, you're telling me you're walking around sin free. I mean, you know, you're telling me one sin is worse than the other. I mean, or, or, it just it <laughs> blew my mind. It blew my mind because I'm I, and I'm like, man, it's just some hypocritical shit. I yeah. mean, you you got to be kidding that, that you know, you, you, you don't support that lifestyle. What, what does that mean? Why do you care who a person loves? Love is love. Who do you why do you care who who what person loves another person? You know, and so, but at the end of the day, and like I said, you know, you will overcome, you can overcome toxic leadership, you can overcome any situation. Those sailors stayed on it. And, you know, I tell you, they raised, you know, so much money. And even those hypocrites and haters, and I'm gonna call them that because that's what I feel, you know, they were out there on the mess decks, you know having a good time. And I'm looking at them with the side. I like, you ain't even want to participate. Go, go yeah. sit in the ship, something like that. But you know, it, it was a, it was a successful event. They raised thousands of dollars and they represented the command, uh, in the pride parade. you know, because like I said, I mean, it, lead your sailors. It's not your choice, you know, to, we don't, check your bias and prejudice at the door for me. I ain't going to even ramble 45 more minutes, but, check your bias and prejudice at the door. And and like I said, these leaders, you know, their, their bias and their prejudice was in, in full display, you know, full display. So, you know, you just gotta have that self-awareness and have that self-awareness training inside your chief's mess too. you know, the, the, the jokes, the, you know, Hey, um, I love your brother. No homo. You can't say that. Yeah. You know, what makes you think you can say that, you know? And so, you know, we just gotta have this self awareness piece. You know, keep give me back on track, uh, Dumbo Damon. I, I just, I w- man, I could talk. I, I
1: want to touch on that days, personal but- thing again, man. Like personal, people taking things personal. Yeah. I remember um, uh, being in the ranking board. and I'm sure Dumbo remember this. Is that we get in the, we get in the ranking board and and um they they we are in here fighting for sailors that we know that this sailor is better than. Right. So I'm reading this. I, I understand people taking care of their sailors and they want their sailors to be number one and number two or whatever the case may be. But you know this sailor is number one. So why are you trying to put your sailor above this sailor? Right. That's personal to me. You know this sailor got A, B, C, D, whatever the case may be. You know they number one. But this this guy, girl in here just going in, like like you, oh yeah, you know this sailor ain't better than that sailor, man. You mean, take the personal shit
3: out of it, man. You know, Take the personal shit out. And that's that likership I'm talking about because you ain't leading. You want to be liked, yeah. you know, and so you want to go back and, you know, and, and beat your chest that, that you made this person number one. And in reality, this person ain't ready to be a chief, you yeah. know, uh, no more than anybody else, you know, and, and that's the problem that, that, that leadership and likership, you want to be liked so bad that you will shine and polish a turret and try to push a turret up to the top. And I'm not, I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say that, but at the end of the day, you know, it's get the best sailor possible and not have a dog in a hunt when you're going into these ranking boards. I mean, and, and I've sat a couple selection boards, you know, and, and, you know, and I've sat selection boards and, and, and then come out and I've seen sailors that, you know, you don't remember this stuff. You're not supposed to remember this. Okay, I get it. But, you know, you know what you know. You know what yeah. you see. Like, we have the the problem in commands that we promote paper tigers. Look good on 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 paper, but can't lead kids to a playground or ants to a chocolate cake. But you're <laughs> you're putting promote this superstar to chief now. Uh if there's only one, select press 100 now and and it's just the paper tiger mentality yeah. and, and and a lot of t- the toxic leaders will grow and, and make other toxic leaders. And so that's going to be the number one guy that they fight for. But yeah, just that personal dog in the hunt, yeah. you know, uh, that's so you go back and beat your chest. And, and no, no promote the best sailor possible and and I've chaired ranking boards and you're not going to bring in any uh, information and you ain't going to wait to the ranking board to punish a sailor. You punish, if if there's an issue with a sailor, you better talk about it in the midterm or you better talk about it leading up. You're not going to get to a ranking board and talk about, well, they did this, they did that. Okay. Did you put it on paper? It's hearsay. Get that trash out of here. But yeah, that's a little off topic, but you know, that's what it is. You know, Take the personal out. Lead. You ain't got to be liked to lead, no. you know, but you can be passionate and passionate. But like I said, you ain't got to be best friends, BFF. Let's get on call of duty together later. Let's go gather. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so, so we were talking biggest challenges. And I I, I want to say one. I got one. Uh, Mine is that uh, it's not enough people reading the instruction. Right. So uh, the fifty three fifty four 5354.1 hotel right? That's the instruction. Yeah, it's not yeah, enough leaders. It's not enough, uh, junior sellers. It's not enough. Anybody that's getting familiar with everything in that instruction. Um, like, like you talked about earlier, your protective, uh, categories, um, it's not enough people getting in, uh, and, uh, familiar with the processes for a formal, um, or anonymous or informal complaint processes and everything that goes into it, you know, it's new stuff now, But it's just not enough people. So like, like, I mean, even for me as a semio, like the first thing that I would like, you know, say to people after, you know, we talk, I'm like, hey, do you know this instruction? Nah. And an officer more than anything, I'd be like, hey, like read the different processes because, you know, like I know, like a lot of times a semio will have to actually read the categories and be like, yo, does it fall under this? Does it fall under this? Does it fall under this? And if it don't fall under none of these, then this is not something that you need this process for, you know. That's because right. a, a right. lot of sellers, a lot of sellers, they had an issue with Chief. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I was late. You know, Chief got in my ass a little bit more than uh, before. This is the fourth time I was late. This is the fourth time he got in my ass like that. I'm filing a semi complaint. I'm like, well, does it? Is he discriminating against you due to your race? Nah, gender nah like it's so, you know so it's like but it's not enough people like yeah. reading that instruction so so that's mine i just think not enough people reading that instruction
3: that's a good that's a very good that's a very good point bro I, I i had a um like i said i think it was three months ago i had one of the ship uh simio's uh call and just say who do we assign as a as a advocate in a sexual harassment case so who can we assign as an advocate and i'm like what <laughs> we William- <laughs> It was 2016 was the last <laughs> time. The instruction said you do advocates. And that was the old instruction that talked about red light behavior, green light behavior, yellow light behavior. That was the old instruction. And so when you, if the simeo is, 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 you know, not in tune <laughs> with the instruction, then what, what else is, what else is going on? I'm just like advocates, are you kidding me? You know, so that, that instruction piece, you're absolutely right. It is very important. and, you know, the the good thing I'm going to just say it's a good thing with with the with the new instruction and the new equal opportunity form I pushed it out this week was we've included bullying, hazing, uh, like I said, stalking, stalking, and so the new form has all of that. And so whereas you know we 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 were hard on the protected categories, but if the chief rolling in the shop every morning and and you know. I am a, let's just say for instructional purpose, I'm a gay male and the chief, you know, rolls in every morning and, and, you know, humiliates me, puts honey bun on my desk. Shut your gay ass up, flowers or flowers. You got some nice smelling body sprayers. You know, just the continual bullying and harassment that some people face in the mm-hmm. workshop, we can file a complaint now. And so I think that's the good thing about the new instruction. It is it is a little more uh you know wide a wider spectrum whereas we can address the issues in the workplace because you know I would get a call from Samuel hey is bullying where do I put bullying on the form and then you know we would not say okay well that's that's gonna be more along the legal channels hostile work environment yeah. things. Yeah yep now,
0: hostile work environment. You know,
3: yep. All that's on the form and and you know like I said it just boils down to self awareness, leadership, you know, and and you you'll be fine. But like I said, when you get too loose in a workspace, um, the only people who suffer are the people that you lead, you know, yeah. and, and then I wonder why every morning when we look at that SDO report, it's just like, man, suicide ideations is, it, it, you know, the tally is just, it just, you know, outrageous. You know, it gets to a point and I'm not saying that 100 percent of them are legitimate. And I'm not saying that i are not legitimate, but when you get to a point where you say, I want to end my life or I'm thinking about ending my life based on the things that are going on in the work center, then then, you know, you have to give credence to it. You know, you yeah, that's have too to
0: much. Yeah, that's too much, man. To to want to wanna end your life based on something happening at work. That's too that's too much happening at work. Like yeah, we need yeah. to figure this out. I got yeah. I got a I got a question. What, what's up? Well,
1: man? I got a um... I know we're talking about the instruction right now, man, but I'm about to hit the world, about to shell shock the world real quick about the instruction, right? One thing you guys may not know, and Dumbo knows this already, it's a freaking flow chart, right? We talk about, I know Dumbo talked about flow charts before, you know what I mean? I want you guys to know it's a flow chart for the Simeo also and the CCS. And it starts out, submit a form of complaint. The next thing, 24 hours, they pro- provide to the commander, and it goes on and on and on. So it's a flow chart to that also. Just like just like fuel and just like oil, just like everything. It's a flow chart, man. Oh,
3: they made that they made that flow chart for you know Rob Flowers with the ASVAB in the 30s. I mean, you can't mess this up. I mean, you can't mess it up and, and there shouldn't be a question. It tells you step by step. What to do for an informal, a formal harassment, sexual harassment. I mean, mm-hmm. you get it up, and and uh, y- you know, the procedural compliance piece is important. You know, uh, you know, sailors, you know, they they want to know that you know the, how the process goes. And like you said, when Donald said everybody should be reading the instruction, you should, so you'll know how the process works. You know, and and the senior managers, especially, you know, it just. I don't want to get a phone call asking about an advocate. I want to know that you read that instruction and you're taking care of your crew, you know, and, and that's the thing, but you're right. That flowchart makes it simple. I mean, so there's no way, you know, you could fumble like the 49ers. You got it right there in front of you, you know, I mean, I'm just but, but, but yeah, yeah. That flowchart yeah. is perfect. And, and, perfect.
0: and for the junior sellers that listen, man, like I, like I say in person, don't leave all that knowledge to fall at like, another person. Like uh, everybody's human. Nobody's perfect. So if you're a junior seller, don't leave all that knowledge to fall on your first class or to fall on your chief or fall on that SMEO. That information is publicly available for you to read it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because the person that's going to, I don't care any scenario, man. I love sellers. I love them. The person that's going to care the most about you is you. Or whatever, the person that's gonna go the hardest for you is you. So make sure y'all reading and familiarizing yourself with this information. Cause it's it's public if it if it wasn't for you to familiarize yourself with, then it wouldn't be publicly available. Like it would just be only available to the semios or only available to some khaki. It's publicly available. It's for you to know it. You don't need a semio to tell you the process. Like Damon said, it's flowcharts. Right. So hey Rob, quick question. Um What's your thought? So we seen a lot, a lot of focus on EEO, EEO right? From like the addition of EOS to like uh and more of the culture of excellence. And I just like I just want to ask you if you how you feel about the direction that the Navy is heading toward when it comes to EEO. I,
3: I think I, I definitely, definitely, definitely think headed in, in the right direction. Um it, for me, uh it's, it's, it's sad to say that, you know, we didn't take a tight turn on EO or EEO until to the George Floyd incident. Right. You know, we we didn't. And, you know, now there is a now there is a thirst. There is a hunger to be educated, you know, more on, you know, the EO side of the house, you know, um, uh, you know, cultural awareness, things like that. Whereas at, at first, no. And and. It's important that we train on it. It's important that we educate our sailors on it, you know, so we don't we don't miss the mark. You think about the civilian sector, and this is Rob Flowers' belief, but you think about the civilian sector. So um, the the response, you know, to uh, George Floyd and by corporate America was let's pull Uncle of Ben off the rice box. Let's take Aunt Jemima off the pancake box. Let's remove the Native American from the land of lakes butter. That's not a that's not a. Uh, you know, a action proactive, uh, response that's going to educate. Okay. You took uncle Ben off the rice box. I mean, I ain't eat uncle Ben's rice. nowhere. How does that impact? Yeah. So education, education, cultural awareness, trying to understand, um, and it, we're in the right, we're headed in the right direction, you know, but you think about it, the last administration, and this is not saying anything negative, but at one point in time, we weren't even allowed to train, you know, on EO specific because we had we've had you know civilian organizations come in and do training with us EO training, you know, and uh, we had that executive order uh, that that came out. It was the year before last, with President Trump who said you ain't gonna do no EO training because some mm-hmm. of us talking about critical race theory or or uh, white privilege and things like that. But a lot of the training that we do in the Navy. We don't even go down that we don't even go down, you know, white privilege or anything like that or or critical race. That's not our lane. Our lane is to educate our sailors, uh, make them culturally aware The Johari window. When we talk about self-awareness, that's the lane that we take because, you know, the the Navy, we we know how to go along. I don't want to say go along to get along, but we know how to uh, we understand unity of effort and being unified, you know, and and working Mm -hmm. together. We understand that concept. But to go back to your question, we are headed in the right direction. My only concern is that we don't overpromise and under deliver. We got the EOX, but like I said, facilitators, you know, hadn't even made it out, you know, to the fleet concentration areas to fully train uh, the task force one uh, you know, uh, documents with the the several lines of effort. That's a good thing because mm-hmm. the spirit but disparity and discipline is important. I mean, you get, you go, you go look at a restriction board, and you got, you know, if you got twenty pictures in that restriction board and they all one demographic, then you got to ask the question. Okay, show me, you know, the records and reports which every semio should be doing quarterly. We're talking about discipline. Show me the demographic because now we're looking for positive or negative trends, you know, and so. I just think that we are headed in the right direction. I'm saying a lot to say a little. We are headed in the right direction. Uh, the leadership that I got on board now is probably the, the best leadership that I have we talk about getting out there, doing listening sessions, trying to hear what the, what's going on in the fleet. You know, previous leadership that I had probably couldn't care, could care less about it. You know, um, or I won't say could care less. I would just say it wasn't the uh, important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the main thing. It was – Yeah, we need you when we need you, but it's not the main thing. And so now it's pretty much the main thing. And and I just I do think culture of excellence, primary prevention, uh, you know, the Task Force One Navy, all these things are good. I mean, a a lot of the lines of effort, we all of us have been impacted by it for some time, you know, but to put it on paper in a black and white document that we need to, uh, you know, execute. It's the right thing to do. You know, you think about the lines of everyone, Task Force One Navy where they talk about the recruiting, going to the HBCUs and things like that, you know. And so these things are important. And I just think that, uh, you know, we're headed in the right direction. But, you know, we just have to stay focused, not over-promising and under-deliver. I hate over-promising and under-deliver. You know, if yeah. you're going to you're gonna try to give me a line of effort, make sure I have the resources to do so. Yeah. You know, so lip you- service doesn't Lip service doesn't work for me at all. Show so, me the show me the money.
0: So you talked about two things. Uh you talked about culture of excellence and you talked about task force one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna I want can you quick like in lamest terms, uh kind of explain what a uh, culture of excellence is?
3: Yeah. So so for your listeners, Nav A Admin 318 slash twenty kind of came out with with culture of excellence. So the culture of excellence piece is is simply primary prevention you know you're going to use your command resilience team internal to your ship command to address destructive behaviors of your crew and so a good example would be like if you had seven duis last month your mm-hmm. command resilience team should be meeting and coming up with a plan to address this destructive behavior hey let's do arrive alive cards hey let's you know um you know, uh, find out where our people are congregating, getting these DUIs, and maybe we should show up, you know, in force, you know, not, not saying that you mess up a SATA or slip or anything like that, but formulate a plan. I mean, simple plan of action and milestones on how we're going to address uh, these behaviors. And that's more of the reactive side. But for your CRT, a lot of it you should be developing uh POEMs or things of that nature for primary prevention to prevent these things before they happen. Are we doing the command financial counseling? Then why do we still have sailors buying cars with a 24% interest rate, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or CFL? I mean, okay. Yeah, I get it. COVID says we can't do this. We can't do that. But why are uh, a third of the crew, you know, uh, outside of BCA standards? So, you know, all these things are important and your CRT has the mandatory members and everybody, what you've done is put all of the the process owners at the table to work together collectively because the CFL works by itself. Okay. All right. But when we put the XO, the semi-O, the the CRT, the sponsorship coordinator, all these people at the table together to collectively come up with ways to address destructive behaviors, then, you know, our command is okay. We're no longer, you know, in a, in a mindset where if a sailor walks in with command, uh, financial problems, we punt them off the ship and say, go see Fleet and Family or go to Navy Marine Corps Relief Society and do a quick assist loan for your 17,000 time. We're not doing that. You know, yeah. we're the center of gravity for all destructive behaviors that are going on within your respective command. And so that's more so the culture of excellence, peace. And then building that resilience with our sailors, too. Yeah. And get and that you know we have the resources to support you you know you're able to overcome uh issues problems you know with our support you know not me calling you at nine o'clock at night saying why the f the trash ain't out or it, build resiliency within your It's just just doing right by it and so and that task force one navy it was it was the the report itself and and if i i, I can send it to you as you know if the listeners can they can google it too uh but the lines of effort, you know, we're talking about advancement, we're talking about looking at disparity and discipline, we're talking about recruiting, you know, all these things are important. These are action items and, mm-hmm. and you know, and so it's a good thing, you know, and, and you got naysayers, you know, you got naysayers who feel that, okay, this is a war fighting organization. Why are we focused on these things? Yeah, it is a war fighting organization, but people are your most important resource. Yeah. You know, you got robots that's gonna push the button. You know, you ain't got robots that's going. You know, cook the 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 you know burger Wednesday in the cheese mess. I mean, I, I, you know, it's yeah. just people are your most important resource. And and when people understand human capital, then then we're, we're we're good. I'll give an example real quick when I talk about that 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 culture of excellence piece. You know, I had one ship who they were doing <clears throat> uh, listening sessions on board the ship, and so whatever the you know, social issue that's going on, you know, they would, you know, hold a listening session, which is essentially like a focus group, but you're not talking about Diox stuff. You're talking about, you know, issues, social issues that are going on. It's not mandatory. You know, sailors were showing up because they needed uh, an outlet. You know, one sailor, uh, and the semi told me this, one sailor said that when I'm in my uniform, you know, I feel important you know i feel pride you know i feel respected but when i go outside the gate i'm a nobody mm-hmm. you know i'm looked at different you know and 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 you know i've experienced it too you know uh, i can remember being at a at a uh, olive garden in pensacola go in one day in civilian clothes you know can't get no service you know uh standing in the back of the line buster you know and, you know but i go in in my khakis i mean you come up in my meals i mean you yeah. know it's just it's just um give your sailors the opportunity where they can uh, address issues. And I I think that's, Task Force one Navy talks about having the listening sessions and things like that. But uh, on that ship, uh, you know, some of the chiefs didn't want to do the listening session. They didn't want to talk about black lives matters. They didn't want to talk about, uh, you know, social injustice, you know, uh, you know, these things. And so we just, like I said, again, you just have to, Use these documents, use culture of excellence, use Task Force One Navy, use your read the instruction and have an open mind. Don't be so closed minded where you don't want to hear what your sailor has to say. Your sailors have to have an outlet. They do. They do. They have to have an outlet. You know. And so
0: Yeah. And, and the junior sailors for the junior sailors that's listening, that Task Force One Navy is important. It's a big it was a big report, big document um, stood up in like July of 2020. Uh, and, and, went over, like you said, a whole lot of items. Right. And it's something that we could probably have a million podcasts yeah. about trying to break that down. So y'all just need to get in there, read it, man. It's important. You know, it was like, um, you know, we heard your cries, you know, so we yeah. try to, you know, do some stuff about it. But the thing like you just said is like, like, uh, and they, and they say this and, um, I I I'll break a little bit down, uh, a little bit. So, you know, coming up, Um, when I was young, I used to go to like the narcotics anonymous, uh, meetings, right. For, uh, for recovering addicts. And, um, I used to go with family, with family members that were recovering addicts and, um, and they got this line in there that says it works if you work it right. It works if you work it. Um, and that's what I feel like about most of our programs. Like, like you just mentioned, like chiefs and stuff saying like, wait, we're not going to do the listening sessions. We're not going to do this, this, that we've identified a problem, right. It's ways to fix the problem, but it's not going to work if we don't work it. If we automatically say it's not going to work, automatically rebel, or automatically get this idea that, you know, it doesn't matter, it's not going to be successful, we just going to speak that into existence. You know, I mean, that's how I feel about it.
3: That's it. And you said we heard, we heard your cry. You know, I was re- I, part of my tasking. We had to provide, I want to say, close to sixteen hundred. I may be a little bit off. I mean, it's probably been almost two years there, But we had to provide personnel in each pay grade, each demographic uh, for those Task Force One Navy focus groups. And they had folks who come on and they were asking pointed questions, you know, about, mm-hmm. you know, race, gender, disparity and discipline awards, pay, promotion. You know, it was pointed questions. And, and they took from every from everybody, surf pack, sub pack, air pack, fleet forces, you know, Seventh Fleet, Fifth Fleet, everybody had to provide bodies. And so, like I said, everyone had the opportunity to uh, contribute to that report. And like you said, the, the the cries were heard, and that's how they developed those uh, lines of effort, uh, per se, for, for Task Force One Navy. But like you said, you got to work it. You know, sailors, we all, men, women, we spend a million hours on our cell phones. So tell me why we can't, you know, Hell, if you if you took yourself onto the pot, I mean, Google, you know, the, the instruction and read the instruction. I mean, whatever you got to do to to, to understand, um, you know, don't just send your sailor to the semio, read the instruction. Have some departmental training where y'all break down Task Force One Navy culture of excellence, you know, uh, for your junior sailors out there you know, go find the Simeon and just say, I want to be a part of the CRT team. I want to be a part of the command resilience team because the policies that are being made, heck, 75%, I mean, the the, the major policies or, or, or plan of action and milestones that are being made for destructive behaviors are for the, you know, E6 and below. So why wouldn't we want E4, E5, E6, E3, E2, E1 on that command resilience team so they can say, hey, this is what I've been hearing or this is what, you know, most of the junior sailors feel. They feel like I feel. And so you're not having mass sheep in there saying, "I think, you know, this generation needs yeah. this." No. Yeah.
0: Hey, I think every I think every seller should have a round on CRT. You know what I mean? Um now yeah. we going we going to get into a little later about like, you know, being on CRT and gossiping and shit like that. But um <laughs> and, and, and I think every seller should take some time out on, on CRT, I got a, 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 another question. I know a, a junior seller might want to notice, um, even though it's on the posters and everything like that. But um, how do you file a complaint against a commanding officer?
3: Well, there, there's ways to do it. Uh, you can file a, a redress against the commanding officer, and, and that's not that's not in the Simeo channels. What that sailor would have to do is, you know, leave that command and go over to the regional legal service office and file that uh, redress against the commanding officer. Another avenue um, would be we would have the ISIC, uh, you know, uh, open up the investigation, do the case in that, in that ways, too. So there's two ways. To, there's two ways to do it. You know, redress is really the way we, we kind of recommend you go. But there are some instances where uh, a complaint is being filed against the Simeon. I've, I've taken complaints against commanding officers. And what we do is have the ISIC appointed investigating officer. And, you know, the Isic Simeo will do all the paperwork. So because like I said, you you know, E four can't roll up in inside the ship and, and go see, you know, Domo the Simeo and say, I want this case against the CO. You mm-hmm. know, it, it doesn't it it's conflict of interest, you know, one, because, you know, uh, the CO is the CO, so you know you're gonna have to go outside, you know, to do it. So redress against the commanding officer. They can Google redress against the commanding officer, or uh, what we would do is, uh, you know, get the ISIC involved and, uh, uh, you know, have um, <clears throat> the commodore and that ISIC Simeo uh, do all the paperwork for for the case, you know, and and you know, a lot of times when you see stuff like that, you know. Y- when you get the COs relieved and things like that, just know that a lot of times, I, I, was will say personally, I haven't seen um, a lot of commanding officers or relieved, uh, you know, for for EOS or things like that, you know, and and you know, the Navy crimes is going to be the Navy crimes. They use sensationalism to sell uh, newspapers, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, so you know, when the Navy Times say was EO sexual harassment issues. I, just be careful with what we read. You know, uh, the, the truth is always in the middle. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it at, the, at, at that. But but redress against the commanding officer. It's, they Google uh, redress against the commanding officer or uh, what we'll do is is uh, get the ISIC involved to do so.
2: Yeah.
0: And then my, my other quick hit was uh, the differences between... A lot of people get hosed up uh, What the differences between sexual harassment and sexual assault. So I wanted to... Get some clarity on that one uh, with you as a CCS. Exactly what that means for some of the junior sellers or some of the even senior sellers that might be listening and kind of caught in the middle, not understanding the difference.
3: Yeah, that, that, that sexual assault, you know, sexual assault piece, completely different lane. You got, you know, the touching, grabbing. Uh, in the bikini areas, breasts, private genitals, things like that. And then uh, you also got another lane of it, which is the penetration piece, you know, the sexual assault piece too. So, you know, hands-on touching, uh, you know, we, we automatically just say, Hey, this is sexual assault. We send it down the sexual assault channels. The sexual harassment piece is more along the lines of this crude and offensive behavior, the sexual jokes, the sexual uh, remarks, the, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, sending uh, dick pics and stuff like that, you know, those mm-hmm. things are sexual assault. But the, I mean, sexual harassment, those things are set. But sexual assault is the actual touching, penetration, uh, those things. And, and like I said, NCIS, your simio shouldn't be touching that yeah. period, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you felt that you've been assaulted, you know, you're in the work center and, you know, chief Flowers pushes you against the wall and grabs your breast or grabs your butt or um fondles or touches your private area then you ain't going to see the semio you know mm-hmm. you need a decision on whether you're gonna do restricted or unrestricted report and go sit down with a victim advocate uh immediately uh but if i'm in the shop and i'm making damn you got a fat ass or uh you know and i've had cases you know um uh, <clears throat> that ass look that ass look good in those coveralls uh or you know sailors following you know sailors up the ladder well damn you know that you know just those types of remarks, you know, yeah. or, you know, junior sailor in the workspace, snapping pictures of the, the young lady's rear ends and sending them to his buddies and saying, smash a pass or how to nod or, you know, those types of things. When we talk about mm. the. Like voyeur,
0: about- like voyeur style, like she don't even voyeur, know he's doing it.
3: Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yes. crazy. These sailors not even knowing, you know, you're on a working party and, and you know, I'm the cat is in the back and he's snapping the photos, you know, and so sending them to the group. And so but what the sailor did was, you know, somehow I guess in this group string he included a female. And mm-hmm. the female, what the, f- and so that's how it got brought to light. And so, you know, these things are sexual sexual harassment, you know, the unwanted, uh, you know, communication, the unwanted gestures, and, and, you know, the propositioning for sex. You know, like I said, I had one case where, chief petty officer and i don't want y'all to think i'm beating down my brothers and sisters but we have to be aware you know propositioning e4 for sex giving uh uh, e 4 the answers to a warfare qualification that he's going to ask on the warfare board and then doubling back, you know, this pre COVID doubling back saying what hotel room you staying at? Uh, I'm going to call you. Let's be on first name basis. I'm getting ready to leave my wife. You look good. Can I buy you some lingerie? You know, all of those things, sexual harassment, unwanted, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, these things are bad. Most recently chief falling the sailor back to the barracks, You know, she says no to sex and he all up in the barracks, you know, and and the sailor got to sneak and call the duty to come get the chief out the back. You know, how messy can you get? You know, and so when I say predatory, completely predatory. And at the end of the day, don't laugh off, you know, sexist comments in the workspace. You know, a lot of times sailors will be so uncomfortable that they'll just laugh it off, or that's just the way he is, or, uh, he makes those jokes all the time, but I guarantee there's somebody offended about by a comment, if, especially if you're receiving the comment, uh, but don't laugh it off, you know? Go talk to your Simeo. you know, call your CCS, you know, don't laugh it off. Don't tolerate that behavior. We don't have, you know, like when I was coming up, that's red light, that's green light, that's yellow light. No, inappropriate behavior is inappropriate behavior. Mm -hmm. So we should be talking about stuff in the work workspace, not who got fake boobs or, um, you know, uh, not. Not you know, hey, I can show you what type of dildo to buy to help you come. I mean, these are some of the things that I've seen. That's the instructional purpose of is it. too, too graphic. You know, edited out. But these are the things. No, nah, that...
0: no, nah, that's staying, man. You're good. <clears throat> yeah, you good. That's like people need to people need to hear that because I mean, one of the things that like I know about public, like so first thing, men, you don't know what the hell a man gonna say or do privately, right? Yes. Um, and that's not. I'm not like against men or nothing, but I I I've been like super surprised about dudes i know and this don't got to do with the navy but it does but like if a if a woman shows me like her phone like yo this what the dude said this crazy i'm like yo that's crazy like i would have never expected like this guy to say this like this is weird it's it's, it's dumb it's real thirsty like it's crazy but now that's privately. now the one thing i want to say about publicly that i always say i talk to my wife about it and stuff and people might think i know people be thinking i'm pandering sometimes but the one thing I want to say is, like, I don't think men check men when they disrespect women publicly, like, enough. Like, you see, like, a group of men and a dude to say something to a woman that's, like, super. Because you was just talking about it, right? But a dude to say something to a woman that's, like, either super cringy or or, or nasty. And dudes that, like, some dudes are, like, awkwardly laugh. But, like, not a lot of dudes be like, yo, chill. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, like yo, like, she she can't be comfortable. You that's know? And, and we, we kind of came up. I can't lie, like being a junior seller and stuff like that. I came up in that type of environment, you know what I mean, where we wasn't really checking each other, you know, for stuff like that. But we need to, man, because one I can't, I can't imagine how unprotected like a woman would feel around like her friend, her guy friend or whatever, and another dude say something crazy to her, and the dude don't say nothing but he just like laugh it off, and then ask yeah. her like how she felt later, like how was you? We, we... But we do that so much, you know what I
3: mean? It, 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 I, I mean, I tell you you have i've had cases where senior senior leaders talking to the junior sailors out of same sex a, a, a sailor who was same-sex marriage you know her and her wife and so you got cheap that was saying cringy stuff like uh does your wife still like dick and uh it's crazy know, man yeah that's you know uh you know how does it feel just just you know all inappropriate but e3 is not gonna tell E seven, hey, shut the fuck up, leave me alone, or hey, th- th- I don't mean it. You probably shouldn't, okay, be tactful, but you know they won't go and report that. You know, and this is it's almost like you become tolerant to the negative behaviors. You know, every time, the, every time the chief saw the young lady, he would say, you know, off the off brand, off the wall shit. Hey, you look sexy crawling through those through those bilges. You know, yeah, stuff. Like that, you know, and so it. it but that it goes back to to us, you know, uh, in the wardroom, in the mess, you know, self awareness, you know, and like you said, checking them. I mean, and, and do, do you want somebody to say that to your daughter? Do you want somebody to say that to your wife? Do you want somebody to say that to your mama? You know, and then on the flip side too, like I said, I have female on male cases too. You know, uh, putting the pressure on the junior sailors, chiefs, putting the pressure on the junior sailors. do not you take me to my rack? Lay me down. Don't follow behind me. I ain't got no panties on. I mean, just, just, it's just, if we're professional and we're doing what we're supposed to do, these type of things don't seep into a workplace. I mean, this, the, the Navy ain't a hookup club. I'm not here to smash my coworkers. I'm here to fight the ship. I'm here to do a job. I'm here to be a professional, you know, because Joe Taxpayer out there is like, these guys are the best of the best, you know, they are, elite they are uh a a a step a cut above the rest they're true patriots but all in all we got a few within our ranks that are complete predators and uh you know they use you know the rank or they use the stature or they use the position uh to uh take advantage of it and I, i talked a lot about chiefs and officers you know even with the blue shirts if we're appointing people as sponsors then we better make sure that we're appointing the right people as sponsors. You know, I've had uh, E6s sponsoring E3s and, you know, I get it. We don't have a a duty van or whatever. Okay. You put people in your personal vehicles, but, you know, taking it to the house, you know, uh, you know, Hey, let's go to the gym. Let's sign up for gym members, forcing, you know, uh, a relationship E6 to E3. And so be mindful for your listeners that if you're in a leadership position and you're assigning sponsors for your new sailors that are checking on board, make sure that you're assigning the right person and not a sexual predator. You know, you think about the first 48 hours or it's first 48, 72 hours where the sailor got in trouble, but it's changed. The game has changed. Now we got, you know, predators that are looking to, you know, hook up with the, 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 the pretty male or female that just checking on board that don't know anything about the Navy that is green as can be. And it's like licking their chops, you know. You just you're sending a line with a sheep, so mm-hmm. just be mindful of that too. That I know that's kind of like off. the Yeah, off no, top I'm
0: actually you glad you sure. brought that up because as a semio yeah. and I'm not. It looked like Damon got something to say, but I'm actually glad you brought that up because as a semio I saw a few cases <laughs> that started with somebody was somebody sponsor like hey I'm sure. helping you yeah I was helping them we started out I was showing them this that and then they got way too close way too familiar hey Damon what you got man I'm yeah sorry, I just man. wanted to I'm I just
1: wanted to add to it too man like how this destroys you know commands how it destroys departments how it destroys <laughs> divisions because man what yes. hey, a one thing like this man now. If you say this say sailor A, don't say anything about it. But guess what? Now they have that over your head. So as a leader, you don't want no shit like that over yeah. your head like that, man. And that leads to something else now. Not least the favoritism. That leads to other things now that, that's in your work center, and it's gonna keep going downhill down here. For all the sailors out there, do not put yourself in that position for sailors to have something on you, or vice versa. Just don't do it, yeah. man. It's not worth it at the end of the day. And leaders, the bad thing about when leaders, you already know it. You already know Just, the difference in right and wrong. You and you, Especially if you're in the mess. You already know what you're putting yourself into. So if you do it, yeah. I mean, you should get your ass hammered, you know what I mean, at the highest yeah. level. Because you yeah. know the difference between right and wrong, you know.
3: Because leadership lives... I mean the the old saying is leadership lives in a glass house you know our actions on the on the deck plates we're, we're it's transparent I mean and so you know if if you know if if you see me leaving every day at 1600 you know with three junior sailors I mean and you know it's not right yeah. come on you say something. You got to be leadership is transparent. You know, right from wrong. I mean, we live in a glass house. You know, if, if I'm jaywalking 45 times, the junior state to say, well, Matt, she was jaywalking 45 times. I mean, why is he getting away with it? You know, I just I just think that we have to hold each other accountable. We have to have that self-awareness. Uh, you know, you just check your bias and prejudice at the door. If you're a professional in a work center then it won't be a problem. I get it. We talk about sports. We talk about TV. We talk about, you know, hey, congratulations, you just had a baby. Let's do it. You know, those things, I get it. There there will be times where normal conversation will find its way into the workplace. But when you take it off the other end of the spectrum and you're talking about sex toys and you're talking about, you know, how many people, you know, you've hooked up with or, hey, uh, you know, screenshotting and coveralls and, and, you know, No. No, no, get them clowns out of the navy. You know, go. You'll be mm-hmm. best served. You'll be best served going to work somewhere else at Lowe's or working the door at Cheaters if that's your fantasy or whatever. You know, you'll go find something else to do. We don't need you in this navy because when we talk about good order and discipline, you break down good order and discipline. And I know, you know, I've, I've given the examples and I've talked about the mess. You know, uh, I've been a chief since 2007, and so when we talk about Culture of excellence. One tenet of culture of excellence in the CRT is engage deck plate leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and we engaged if we're part of the problem. And so, you know, and if we got one person that's part of the problem, OK, you know, then we need to check that one person, peer correction, get them right, tighten your shit up you know and so that's just the thing and and a lot of times we don't do it you know it's that blind loyalty but when we're talking about integrity of the mess integrity of the wardroom, and if that one person is 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 a weak link and 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 you know making the entire crew paint a picture of us then we need to get rid of him or her you know so that's just my take on that you know and and i just yeah plain and simple brothers plain and simple
0: all right, let's get into this instruction a little bit, man. Uh, okay. I, I'm 53, fifty three fifty four point one hotel, right? That's the okay. latest. That's the latest revision of the instruction. Um yeah. One of the things that one of the first things. So you know, I was a semi over four, so I was familiar with the golf instruction. Um okay. The hotel, I had I've, I've read it now because I'm a you know I'm a seller and it you know applies to me. So, but one of the things that I noticed from the jump was destructive behaviors. And uh, I've been going to these, I'm, I'm also the Eos leader, right? Uh, at my yep. command, the expanded operational stress control leader. And we trying to get that off the ground, right? I'm not too insane. I'm a, for, for anybody listening, right? I'm not saying I'm a leader as if to say like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm running the show, right? We try to get it off the ground, you know? So my position yeah. is I'm the leader of EOSC, and We go get it off the ground soon, but the uh, culture of excellence and everything and the destructive behaviors. Um, When I say it's a fairly new term, I say that meaning that, like, this is not something that I heard like three years ago. uh, We really talked about destructive behaviors and stuff like that uh, three, four years ago. Um, So just. uh, And I'm looking at like um, some of the other uh, things in this instruction. But before we move before we move forward. Um, I just want to make sure that I, that's the harassment the discrimination okay so for the so, so for harassment right I got I got what it broke down into uh it broke down into discriminatory right um mm-hmm. harassment or sexual harassment they the two two types of harassment we we got hazing in there cool. right if I remember correctly hey we I think you talked about it earlier right but hazing wasn't in in the last uh oh. one under the that Right. Uh, bullying is in there now. Yeah. Stalking is in there yeah. now. And this is all under harassment. Right. So yeah. that harassment is a much bigger kind of window now than it was before. Right. Yeah. Because it was just discriminatory with the protective categories and sexual. Yep. Right. OK.
3: Yep. Um yeah, my, that, I just I'm I'm love to hear you talk about it. I love that, that we pushing it out so the masking. I apologize. No, no,
0: that's good, man. That's that's Thank all you. good. And then now what I read though, that what I read though that hit me was this wrongful broadcast, our, uh, our distribution of intimate visual images, right? Yeah. So that's like uh revenge porn, right? For 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 like anybody that and it don't necessarily gotta be full porn, just new. Uh, pictures and because we had some cases, right? We had a few cases, yeah. right? Definitely. Um, so so that's what that is—revenge porn, um, and, and, and stuff like that. So that's the the new kind of some of the things that stood out to me in the instruction. Um, now yep. one of the quick things I wanted you to t- just quick—I know because it's a whole lot. I noticed oh. that the I noticed that the formal um complaint process, the explanation for it now is like two pages longer than it was, you know, before. Um, so real quick you don't got to break it all the way down. Um, uh, but, uh, the difference between making an informal complaint and a formal, and so formal and anonymous is the same window of, uh, of, of, of the process. Right. So the difference between making an informal complaint and a formal complaint,
3: informal complaint, you know, is, is internal to the command. You don't release uh, a message for the, for the informal, you know, you, 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 that is what we talk about handling at the lowest level. Uh, but with the, the change in the instruction is now informals have to be reported to OPNAV, so I'll be soliciting informal data uh, for my quarterly report. But informal, mm-hmm. informal uh, lowest level possible, and you get the, uh, the complaint and the alleged defenders the opportunity to work it out through mediation uh, or, or put some plan in place where uh, we try to address it at the lowest level and not go full out formal, which would be investigating officer message traffic. Uh, hey, Rob, Rob,
0: know, Rob, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna jump in real quick just to just to kind of cla- clarify. When you say lowest level, just to clarify this, when you say lowest level possible, you talk about chain of command level, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, yes. Thank you.
3: Apologize. I apologize. So yeah. So if 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 if, Dom, if, if Damon comes to me with an issue with you. Uh, and we say it at the lowest level possible. You know, I'm going to say, you know, what would you like me to do to handle the situation? Would you like mm-hmm. for me to go talk to him, you know, uh, a third party or would you like to sit down at a table and we mediate this out? Uh, what would you like done? And then, you know, we put that that course of action into play. And then uh, what we'll do is go back and we'll readdress it to make sure that, you know, everything is good after the fact, not, you know, you know, fire and forget. What we're gonna do is make sure that whatever has to be addressed or whatever plan that we came up with, that it is working and it's still working and there has been no retaliation, no reprisal, uh, no ostracism or anything like that. And so, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to make sure that okay, whatever we decide to do informally at the lowest level, you know, there has been action that takes place and then we check to see the process of that action and make yeah. sure that that person uh, is, is taken care of because you may not want to go formal because Damon comes into the shop and, and you know, makes, uh, you know, jokes about whatever he makes jokes about. You may just want to say, OK, let's just do a correction where we do some training in the shop or we do some mediation where he understands what he's doing is wrong, you know, and then handle it that way. But when we go formal. You know. before
0: you before you get the formal before you get okay. I I got a couple of questions before I think Damon got some too my first okay. my, the first thing is that that resolution system you were talking about right that's called the informal resolution system it's a couple okay. different things and then that other thing you were talking about when we come back and we do checks and balances on if that worked is 45 days later right um we come back and then that now my one question before I know Damon got a question is this um Who's uh, who? I had it worded way better earlier, but uh, whose discretion is it uh, to make uh, either a formal or informal? um, Now, I know the answer, of course, you know, but whose discretion is it uh, to make an informal or formal complaint?
3: That's the sailor's discretion. It ain't the semi It ain't the cos. It ain't the CMCs. It's the sailor's discretion. And that sailor can start off informal and then can decide to go formal. I mean, and, and so that's just thing. It's the sailor's discretion. Yeah. If the informal resolution system didn't work for that sailor or the sailor doesn't feel like uh, the matter is being addressed or taken care of uh, seriously doing using an informal resolution system, then that sailor can go formal. It's the sailor's call. It's now, not-
0: now, is that the sailor's call no matter the situation? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Sailor... I cannot tell a sailor that a sailor cannot file a formal report. We can educate and advise a sailor that it doesn't meet the intent of the EO instruction, you know, but our new instruction is, is vast. And so I'm not saying that everything will fit into the intent of the instruction, but you you know, it, we have to look at the allegations. We have to address the allegations. You know, we don't get to say, you know, with my law enforcement background or when I was a semi back in 1775, it didn't mean, no, you don't do that. You know, the, the the you ain't the CEO. you know you have to address the allegations address the allegations keep me honest Domo if I if I answered your question correctly no no ahead.
0: that yeah, now you answered them both uh co- co- correctly I just I just want to you know make that point that it's no like a Simeo doesn't have a measuring scale on this is much more intense than this so this needs to be formal or this needs to be informal. That's the cell is discretion. So right. you you might see like as a CEO, for instance, now I'm talking to the CEOs, you might see two different sellers with the same problem. And they might have went two different ways when it come to um, the grievances, you know. So one seller might have filed a formal uh, complaint and another seller might have filed an informal for the same thing. But I know, yeah, Damon, yeah, I know, I know you asked on that. No, I just want to no,
1: just wanna clarify, you know, something real quick uh, for informal, right? So informal, and correct me if I'm wrong. You ha- we handling it at, at our lowest level, right? But I just want to make sure sales don't don't think you know that they have to do this direct, right? It's it's different ways you can do this informal, right? So you could do it direct, mm-hmm. meaning that's them talking to each other, right? And also, I think yeah. you could do a third party, right? Third party, and also yeah, you could do party. training okay, correctly. So training. so training, so a letter, yeah. So just so so sales know, hey, automatic handling as lowest level. This ain't pushing nothing away. This ain't doing nothing. It get handled. The right way and the way you want it. I mean, it goes back to the sailor too, though. The way they want to handle it, if they want to handle it direct, yeah, you handle it direct. Third party yeah. training, yeah. so
0: you don't got to face to face. Now, the one thing that is going to happen because both the sellers got to sign uh, uh, the the fifty three fifty four yeah, 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 slash yeah, yeah, two yeah, yeah, yeah. is that the 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 alleged defender is going to see the you know complaint from the complainant. Right? There's no yeah. way around that. Yeah, yeah. You know,
3: but we want and, them it,
0: to and we and want I them to yeah
3: we want them to and, and and i know it may be uncomfortable for e3 to say okay hey i want to file an informal against my chief but sometimes, sometimes you just need a wake-up call to say okay maybe i need to reassess how i'm leading maybe i need to reassess my actions in the workplace and when we say do training as a part of the informal resolution system what you're doing is re-establishing a standard in that workplace okay so we having a problem with sexist comments now we're gonna do some training about sexual harassment and, and sexist behaviors in the workplace. This reestablishes a standard, and this is how we're supposed to be doing moving forward. You know, we need that. We need mm-hmm. that. I mean, like I said it, it, it. We we just we no longer can just we no longer can can instill a, a, a culture of just tolerating inappropriate behaviors, inappropriate actions. You know, we can't. We have to address these inappropriate behaviors, so we can uh, one focus on the mission and two not, you know, destroy mentally destroy these sailors that are that are dealing with this stuff on a daily basis. Yeah, we were tough, but I mean, like I said, what worked is not going to work for, for for Gen Z or whatever. I mean. Kind of,
0: you kind of you get where I'm going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, now I, I want to address something personal. Uh, right, right now, Asela, Me and a had a conversation some years ago now, and she was like, "We were talking about who would be moved out of the the, the shop or the workspace. Would it be the complainant or the alleged offender?" So I do want to say, reading the hotel, I don't remember if I if I saw this in a golf. So if it wasn't the a golf, then I don't remember, and that's on me. But um, I saw under the formal complaint process where it was said to relocate the alleged offender. So it's right there, black and white, that if it's an issue, you relocate the alleged offender, but also give consideration to the complainant's preference. So uh, for me, it's good to see that like as a baseline. Like if it wasn't, I don't remember it being there before, but if it, it wasn't. wasn't the, OK, all right.
3: it wasn't in the golf. It wasn't in the golf at all. And, uh, you know sailors in and when we were operating on the golf we would have you know sailors saying hey can we do expedited transfers and things like that and i'm like no that's more along the lines of sexual assault whether you're doing expedited transfer that's mm-hmm. that's not here but you know if, if we're trying to remove if we're going to move a sailor out of a hostile working work environment or a toxic work environment it's still going to be difficult because you like you said you're on a small boy i mean i, I still may you know <clears throat> see you crossing the mess decks or you know uh so it's still going to be some challenges there. But at the end of the day, at least seven hours of a sailor's day, it's not going to be with a toxic person or a person who is, you know, saying that uh, if it's substantiated, you know, you'll have some time away, uh, at least where you could, you know, keep your sanity. I mean, for for lack of better terms. But, yeah, it wasn't in the golf, and I'm glad it's in the hotel, too. Additionally, in the hotel, that, that retaliation uh, awareness document, you know, uh, it was in the golf, but I mean you kinda had to uh, make your own copy so to speak. Never now, mm-hmm. now we have the we have the actual form where we're saying, okay, you know, we're gonna double back and see if you're retaliating against this sailor. We're gonna look at these things to make sure that one, you know, there's no reprisal, you're not ostracizing the sailor. You know, we're gonna make sure that, you know, we keep this entire thing above board. You know, and so that's just that's just it. And so you know, earlier you asked, are we headed in the right direction? Yes, yes, yes. You look at the the original EO instruction, which was trash, um, and then, you you know, you get the golf, which, you know, had some good stuff in it, but it was still poorly written. And I, I definitely think with the hotel, uh, I think we hit a home run on this one. I really do. Yeah. So you know, we just got to continue to press forward. continual, Continuous process improvement. So CPI has to be the mindset with, with the EO program culture of excellence crt and so that's the mindset that we got to have continuous process improvement
0: hey so so, so for clarity real quick cuz you just brought up retaliation and reprisal and that's another yeah. one that I think a lot of people kind of get confused um and so please correct me if i'm wrong for, for to my understanding um retaliation is the action so, something had to happen and then somebody doing something in response to yes. what happened to you know to affect the person reprisal is Somebody just made a protected communication report or something like that, and then somebody's doing something in response to that protected yeah. communication report.
3: And so, when we talk about, I, I, we've had cases of reprisal where I may file a complaint against you, and then, you know, the reprisal piece will be, um, <clears throat> let's just say, uh, you know, collateral duties, evals, uh, you know, you find ways to. Covertly get me back in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and and for us, if, if you're a victim, it's it's obvious. It becomes completely obvious, and and so you know, you you feel that reprisal. You know, you turn the other people in the workspace against me, uh, or or you know, everywhere I go, folks are gossiping throughout the. Sh- you know, it's just the reprisal piece is is what you do. It's retaliation, reprisal, almost the same thing, but that reprisal piece, you know, is is. You know, the victim being re-victimized over and over again, you know, and so that's that's that reprisal piece. And, you know, we say, you know, we're going to call IG, you know, we'll take a look into it, too. And so, you know, that reprisal piece, uh, that's why we haven't signed that retaliation awareness agreement. And and we we, that 45 day follow up that you mentioned where we Mm -hmm. ask. questions to say, okay, were you retaliated against, have you seen reprisal? Did we handle your case correctly? You know, and so that's the importance of the program. I mean the program, like I said, it's it's better, uh, but it's only work like you said earlier, it only works if we work it. Yeah. It only works yeah. if we work
0: Hey I, I don't want to get away from appealing and we're we going to close soon we're going to finish up soon but I don't want to get away from a pit, the appeal for the formal right cuz um okay. we talked about informal we talked about 45 days but if somebody file a formal um complaint um the alleged offender and the complainant they both have a right to appeal that Absolutely. complaint right and it can be appealed um to my knowledge what twice
3: Yes. So you you appeal it to the S2, uh, you know, current um, if a sailor in surf pack appeals, what will happen is, is it'll go up through the chop. It'll go up through the regular chain of command via surf pack to pack fleet for appeal authority. They'll make that determination as to, um, you know, approve or disapprove uh, the appeal. Uh, Let's just say if pack fleet, which is your S2, because your listeners may have different S2s. If your S2 says we disapprove it it can go up to sec now for final approval so you get two two up two second looks uh per se from different uh lawyers and and uh equal opportunity professionals when we talk about an appeal
0: yeah now now this t- now this whole instruction to me right it reads like a it reads like a foolproof system right where yeah where um If we follow it, but like we said, a lot of people not reading it right where we, but if we follow when we do it right, it works, right? The system works. However, some of these systems are are, are broken and we know that, right? So, uh, I'm going to give you a few where I think some of the shortcomings, uh, fall and it's not as much in the instruction, but my first one is like gossip, right? So a lot of these, uh, communications are protected communication. So when you file this grievance, right? Whether you the complainant or the alleged offender, like you should be quiet about it. Right. But however you get people, um, the complainants are alleged offender. And it's always weird to me when it's the complainant because it's like, yo, like you went and you filed a grievance. like You have to respect this process. But yeah. you get the complainant going around down the ship. Like, oh, that's my stalker right there. Or that's the yeah. person that harassed yeah. me. I filed a Simeo report against his ass. Mm. You know what I mean? And now it's like, the, the, now this offender that we, because as a simio, I always t- tell people, my job is to be neutral, you know what I mean? And my job is to protect the sanctity of the program, you know? So uh, I can't never, you know, because they teach us in, in class, like, not to, like, really make facial expressions to, like, show, like, you agreeing with something or something like that. So it's like, if you if you the alleged, if you the the complainant I, I'm not here to tell you I believe you or I think you're lying. I'm here to submit this paperwork and we're here to work this process, you know? So I hate it yeah so I hate it when the complainants go out and they start to talk about the shit all throughout the deck place
3: yeah. you know what and, I mean and, and the court of public opinion is 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 you know worse than the actual court sometimes because like you said you know if you're out telling everybody and their mama about it and, and you know gossiping and things like that I mean that makes the whole process you know one uncomfortable because what we're trying to do is find the truth but if you got yeah. folks out there gossiping about it you know are they talking about it in the mess or are they talking about it in the ward room or sitting on the mess decks, talking about it. It, it breaks down the sanctity of the program because at the end of the day, we have to come up with a fair and impartial adjudication uh, for this process. But yeah, I think maybe that's something that, you know, for your semios that are, on, that are online is just to say, you know, remain professional uh, and it, the alleged offender and the complaint must be professional in, uh, and, and you want to keep it private anyway. I mean, you know, you want, I just think you got. You just got to be professional. You, you're right. That gossip piece, I mean, that's just a bad thing. And, and, and uh, I don't think we quite know how to get our hands around it just yet. So. Yeah. It's, yeah that, it's the hard, the, the that thing about it
1: too. that makes it the, the the worst about the whole situation is how that story changes, though, when you gossip. Right. <laughs> that's the biggest piece, yeah. man. It's it starts right here, then it ends way somewhere else, and then it's a whole nother ball game, man. So yeah, I gotta keep it professional, man. Yeah, Absolutely. man. And, 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 and
0: CRT members, stop, you know, stop leaking reports and answers and things y'all got from the focus group. You know, <laughs> let that let that process work the way it's supposed to work, man.
3: Samo that's why that CO or that XO, I mean we, we tell them, fill out the uh, non-disclosure agreement, you know, but we got to have some teeth behind it. You know, that XO or that CO got to stand in front of that CRT and say, OK, you're going to read stuff in this survey, you know, that are allegations. They haven't been confirmed or validated. This doesn't go out to the smoke pit. This doesn't go out to the ship store. This doesn't go out to the mess decks where you say uh mashi flowers, sexually, you know, sexist remarks towards, you know. You're going to see a million things, but when there's no teeth, and that was my issue with the program is, you know, or, or the previous instructions is that there's no teeth. But mm-hmm. if you don't put teeth behind it, you're going to have people talking about, you know, uh, robbing the survey 18 times, you know, uh, they say that he's a sexual predator, you know, and and you got to give people the opportunity to uh, validate, invalidate, investigate, or whatever we need to do it with, with that. So, but like I said, yeah. this new like you mentioned it, it it just got a lot of good stuff it, it you know I, I took i jotted down you hit a couple of them already but you know the semios where the the previous instruction said you had at least be in eight years and been a semio for three years you know uh prior to the newest all that stuff got removed and so now if you got a competent leader you know who is you know a seven year you know first class or a seven year jo uh they can do it you know and and Uh, But for me, the big thing with that new instruction is those substantiated complaints are going in evals now and it's going on the service record now. And so now we're talking about teeth. And so, you know, when we have that training in the mess and we say, okay, you know, if you got a substantiated case, you know, it's going to be on your service record. It's going to be in your eval. And this is not for leaders to get gun shy and say, I don't want them to put a case on me. No, we're not saying that, because if you're above board anyway, you don't have to worry about nobody putting a case on you. You know, and so, you know, but the the new instruction to me has a lot of of, of teeth uh, where in the past that it, it didn't. You know, and if you got a CEO out there that refused to do a Diox survey, then they get an adverse fit rep remark. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't say that I'm not going to take a Diox survey because I know the remarks will be bad. You don't get that choice. Yeah, yeah, I it,
0: saw that. I saw that
3: in the instruction. Yeah, yeah so, I saw that. but but Damo, it's always been in there, but nobody ever. Nobody ever enforced yeah. For some it.
0: reason, I ain't noticed it. <laughs> like, like I yeah. noticed it in this one though. It's like it's there.
3: <laughs> but that was, it the the National Defense Authorization Act of fiscal year thirteen is law. A commander will conduct a climate assessment. It's law. Yeah. It's so it's always been that way, but nobody ever enforced it. And I think, like I said, my my three and a half years here at surf pack. I've only had one ship, you know, and that, that ship is no longer in in our surface in the surface for us, but you know, the CO didn't take, I'm like, why, you know, y'all wasn't deployed. What, what was the reason, you know? And and it's just, you don't get that choice. And so, um, but like I said, when there's no teeth, and then nobody's working it like it's supposed to be worked, then you get those folks that can make comments like they make or do things that they do and still able to serve in the Navy and, and be a detriment to our organization. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. I, I I won't dig too deep with it, but yeah, timeline, yeah. timeline yeah. I and mean, we used to give 60 days to do an investigation and, The the instruction changed now. 14 days for sexual harassment, 30 days for harassment discrimination, and that's important because now you're gonna actually get out and get after that investigation. When it was 60 days, hey, without the insert, or we'll get to it after we get back from this underway. And by that time, you know, you know, people have forgot or whatever, you know. And so we had a lot of good. GMT is another big one too. uh, Every two years, because with the previous GMT nav admins that were released, it was CO's discretion and the CO ain't pressing to teach, you know, EO, but now you have to have it every two years and we have to document it. It has to be in fleet temps and things like that. And so I think that's important too, is just, you know, training awareness and, and, and getting it done. So, uh, yeah. those are it's just, I, it's just a lot of different things. And like I said, we got some teeth now. So I, I think that's, I think that's good. I apologize, Ma.
0: No, you're good. Uh, another one of mine is, um, Uh, my other one, then uh, I got misuse of the reporting process, but I think we talked about it a little bit. My other one is leaders still trying to discipline. Like, so leaders still trying to take matters into their own hand and do other things outside of whatever the program, um, Mm -hmm. says, whatever the process says, like you might get like your CMC coming up to your semi like, oh, what else can we do? You know, can we take this away from this person? Or can we do this? And you know, can we do that? Are your CO? you know, your CEO might've been through something. Um, I can't, I I remember we had a, like a whole long, like back and forth that you, like I I was talking to you about, but, um, cause we had a, you know, CEO that was kind of close to the scenario. So he had a personal, you know, opinion on like what type of grievance should be, you know, should be filed. But the seller was like, this is the grievance I want to file. I don't want to, you know, I'm like, yo, so I'm talking to, you know, the seller. So, I mean, just on, on to kind of like top that off as like COs, you know, just understanding and respecting that Simeo that you, you know, trusted to become your Simeo, yeah. um, just yeah. respecting the moves that Simeo made Because I remember, you know, and I, I, I'm not knocking on, the, you know, none of my COs or whatever we, they, they respected me as a Simeo, but I remember um, a few times being asked by my COs like, Hey, what did, what did the master chief say? You know, and they talk about you, you know, did you talk to, you know, well, like not, not all of them, but a few of the SEALs, but it's like, yo, did you talk to the master chief? What did he say? You know, and a little like a most, most of my issues I would hit you up about before I even, you know, Went to them just because I like to have my ducks in a row. Before I talk to the CEO, I'm like, "Hey, Master Chief is gonna say the same thing that you know I'm saying." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, "Well, we'll call Master Chief or email Master Chief." <laughs> Remember a couple times I had to call you, like, "Hey, I got a CC Bro, you."
3: <laughs> you a good CEO though. You a real CEO. I mean, and, and I'm gonna tell you. a, a A good simeo is important. I mean, for a command, it's a good, it's important. And like I said, I've had some, I've had the worst of the worst. I ain't gonna lie. I go on a ship and do an annual inspection or a crab inspection and cats pulling, you know, files out of a Walmart bag. And I'm like, (laughs) time out. We We got to come back. But I I tell you, you know, Simeos, good Simeos are worth their weight in gold. I got a Simeo out on the with the Essex Arg right now, and she's performing as the CCS, but still doing her regular job, and she uh, is knocking it out the park. You know, addressing these formal cases, training the mess, and so it's 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 a good thing when you got a real good Simeo. It's a blessing, Uh, and I tell those COs when I do the the prospective commanding officer present. perspective executive officer briefs that you want to find a good one not a box checker uh you know not a sergeant slaughter who coming off the top rope telling sales to get out of here you don't you'll stop snot bubbling so a good simeo is that but yeah. but yeah, that you have to be to go back to your question damo they do have to be careful because i've had CEOs say okay well my seat my simeo filed a complaint and i don't know if i want this person as my simeo no more okay now we're going down the lines of reprisal retaliation mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't remove nobody, you know. I mean, it, it, it. you know, yeah, I get it. If we're, if we're P. dispersing and I'm stealing money, that's one thing. But I mean, you know, you just can't, you know, because you don't like what happened or what occurred. So, yeah, yeah. that's.
0: C- COs are like, hey, I, 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 like I said, man, I got a precursor with, like, I love my COs, but COs are funny because yeah. I remember. Uh, like, when I was trying to write my description as a simio, like, what it was. And, like, so I'm reading in the, you know, the instruction. It's, like, advisor to the commanding officer. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So I wrote that. Like, I was, like, yeah, advisor. They took that advisor shit out so fast. Advisor to me? You're not no damn advisor to me. That's what
3: it is. That's what it is. <laughs> to the commanding officer. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not in front of the commanding officer saying, hey, sir, you can't do that in accordance with the instruction. I'm advising you. I'm advising you. You know, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> the, 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 the simeo is protecting your six the simio is your eyes and ears on the deck plates and and you know you want to come on man you you advising the CEO yeah. you are yeah advising. that's the
0: job yeah they took that shit out that email so fast fast. like
3: <laughs> you know what the
1: thing about the simio thing man i don't have a problem with the cmc or the crx so questioning the simio i got a problem when they don't listen to what the simio has to say you know what I mean that's the biggest thing, yes, man? Like right, not, yeah. I don't care about them yes, asking right. shit. You know what I mean? They can ask stuff all day. You know what I mean having a question or attitude or questionable? You know what I'm saying? Ask as whatever, yeah. right? But when them of disregard what you got to say, that's where the problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, not, man. It's like, yo, I'm telling you. Like I talked to the master, chief, but hey, Rob, man. Before we go, man, it is one thing uh-huh. that I definitely want to thank you for. Um, before we even thank you for being here, is one of one of my first lessons I got from you is my CCS when I was a simio. We had an issue, um, and like I haven't really got two descriptors on on the issues, but we had an issue on the ship, and um, it pretty much had to do with a seller who 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 a complaint was filed against a seller, and um, before the actions, before like the the simio actions were taken and uh, the complaint actions were taken, we had other members like trying to like do some other stuff. Right. Like trying to do more disciplinary actions. So, and I didn't think that was right. That was like my first, second week as a semi on coming back. I was still kind of mid turnover, but I didn't think that was right. So I called you. And one of the things you told me, right. And it didn't, it didn't stifle me at all, but it gave me some clarity. Right. I don't even know if you remember this, but you was like, Hey, Domo, like you're you going to do what you need to do. You're going to do what you have to do, but don't forget that these are the people that write your evo Right. So, 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 so do it like, and that just told me like whatever I do to do it tactfully. Right. Yeah. It ain't tell me not to do it. You know, it ain't discourage me from doing it. It ain't make me think that I was caught up in a system that I couldn't, you know, fight or work, you know, um, fight for, fight for my sellers or myself. But it just taught me that it's an approach that you have to follow, you know, when you do it to not, you know rattle any you know feathers but still get what i need to get done so yeah. i appreciate that man you said you said these are the people i never forget that shit like probably for the rest of my life you know but you was like these are the people that write your evals he was like don't forget that <laughs> so you know and i and that i mean and i and i guess that kind of like bookends like the whole damon's whole thing too about like thinking that Simeos probably shouldn't even be on ships because for a Simeo to have that in their conscience and they should have it in their conscience because it, it, it matters in their approach or whatever like that. Um it don't matter in your execution. It matters in your approach. That's, um that's it. But um that's but it. but but yeah it does reinforce that idea that like maybe if, you know, they could be from like an outside entity or whatever, they might not even have that to worry about.
3: Well we thought we we talked about it in in a I was in a working group a few weeks ago and and, and just, you know, harvesting talent from, you know, the fleet that have been MEOs and then you know, having them work out of one hub, you know, and just like I said, so you're completely neutral, uh, you know, kind of like your, uh, let's just say your, your, your in-serve people or your, you know, your teammate teams, y'all come in and, and do, you're from somewhere at one hub, you know, and, and I just think it's important because like I said, at the end of the day, upward mobility will always be on our mind, you know, as we progress in this Navy, you know, nobody, nobody's standing in the Navy to be stagnant. And so, Uh, But but that point I told you, Domo. you just have to keep that in mind, because at the end of the day, you know, even though you're delivering the perfect right information, that 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 human nature, that unconscious bias, that that microaggression. Oh, I'm going to get it. Yeah. okay. He's just he just grandstanded me in front of the seat. You just you just got to just got to keep that human human uh, nature, human factor into play, you know. And so I, I talk a lot. I apologize. But. I, no, I, no, we, I got I one mean, more thing. I, I got one more thing, man.
1: Also, you know, and it's kind of about, you know, the reporting and all that stuff. I just want to say this to the sailors out there that when you make your report, right? And it may takes a while for something to happen and it goes through the channels and all this stuff. Things happen. As the leader of that division or that department. I'm not fin to I'm not about to go in on who you complain about because I don't know the story. It is a process to this. and I have got at me personally that happened to me where sailors have spreaded rumors about me mm-hmm. you know, not leading not don't care because they're a great sailors so he don't care. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with this case. this case has a process. That's right. You know what I mean, it ain't my job to mm-hmm. go out and say, hey, let me pull this sailor and send him somewhere else. Let me get him off the ship. That's not my job. You know, but sailors have spreaded rumors about me saying I'm a bad leader because I haven't done nothing to this sailor. You know, mm-hmm. you could be lying. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's why it's a process, too. That's why it's an investigation. That's why it's all these things that goes on. But that happened to me before. Okay. You know, like, 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 and people from a different channel came back to me and be like, "Yeah, this sailor, you know, talking this shit about you here and there." But of course, I didn't. You know, I let it make it. I let them make it or whatever. But still, that stuff happens. But I want all the sailors know it's a process to this. You know, you have to respect the process. That's why the rumors and 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 gossiping and all that stuff you shouldn't be doing because it's a process. Yeah.
0: Yeah and the, the crazy thing about that is I think I know that story yeah, personally yeah. right I think so yeah, yeah. and the crazy thing is that Damon actually believed the complainant though like like just to be completely clear on it he probably wouldn't even want me to say that but he believed the seller that made the complaint he he didn't believe you know so while the seller that made the complaint is pissed off about the process and all that so sh- so the sellers saying things about it, like him or upset with him he believes you <laughs> like like yeah. like he actually you know Yeah, he got to stay neutral and respect, but I know him personally, you know, and he's like, yeah, I actually do believe the seller. Like, you know, this like, you know, conversation, but it's a process that you have to respect. You know, you can't just make fighting moves based off of something that's not, you know, done yet. So when he say like, yo, you could be lying. Or whatever. That's just a whole part of that process yeah. that we need to follow, to respect, out. Yeah. and honor yep. and stuff. But I remember that because lay was like, yeah, like I'm like, yo, do you believe? Yeah, hell yeah! Like I actually believe like that this, you know, that this happened, you know. But that's not. You know,
3: not me to do. That. That's I not a part job. of yeah. the
0: process. Yeah,
3: that's that emotional piece. And I and I and I do tell sailors when I when I when I used to do intakes and just like, okay, you've made your report, but moving forward you need to be logical in all your movements and in and what you do. I mean, emotion drives that gossip. Emotion drives that uh toxic behavior, emotion, you know, drives the reprisal and the retaliation. And and so you, like you said, if you follow the process, be logical, you know, in your movements and you let the process work. You got to, tr- I get it. Some, some commands don't do it correctly. So you can't trust the process, but you got to trust the process. Let the process work. You know, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your commanding officer, at least give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove you wrong. You know, uh, just, just trust the process. Like you said, you just got to trust the process, make it work. You got to trust the yeah but yeah most definitely man
0: so i want to remind everybody that you know the conversations that we have on this podcast are contrived of some of the stuff uh, coming out of instructions and some of the stuff coming out of our experience uh you know years of experience out at sea experience doing these jobs and uh some of the opinions all of the opinions of course it's a disclaimer in front of the podcast the opinions are our opinions right um, so, uh, I do want to leave a phone number for you right now uh, for policy guidance or assistance, right? Uh, the MEO, the Military Equal Opportunity Advice Line, the phone number is 800 931 or you can email them at mil, M I L L underscore EO underscore advice at Navy.mil. Um, and that's for all your up to date policy guidelines or assistance. Yes. You know? Um, got- so, hey, Rob. Thank you. There.
3: They got some good people up there real quick. I mean, Mr. Vanderbord, ABE1 uh, Camacho, you know, she's a, a a second, third tour CCS, you know, and so they'll answer those questions for your listeners when they call that number or email that advice line.
0: Yeah. So, hey, Rob, thanks, man. Thanks for showing up to that class uh, day one. Appreciate it. Um, well, before I like, do you have anything else? You got anything uh,
3: else? No, just self-awareness. Take care of your people. Leadership you know, um, uh, peer correction, you know, those will always be my things. Like I said, you know, integrity of the mess, integrity of the wardroom. uh, you know, like I said, just, just be, be leaders, you know, it all starts with good leadership. but you know, that, that, that's all I got. Cause I'd have ran my mouth and talked y'all to death. So, uh, but like I said, you listen to you know, they can contact me too. I, you could you know, I, we can put the, uh, phone number up some other time later like that. They can call or email too. So, uh, I'm always. Yeah. I, you know use me till I'm gone so
0: yeah so like so like I was saying man I appreciate it man I appreciate you know the first day I saw you the classroom I appreciate the first phone call um when I was going through that situation I appreciate being able to call you now and being able to get you on you know the podcast and uh take some of your time out we had a couple of days we we've been trying to get this thing to happen man <laughs> this been the most you know this been the most yeah, from man. everything I, from COVID I... to <laughs> rescheduling. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so I, look, ain't never, man, I, I ain't never I really seen appreciate like the, the 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 game like took us out like that, man. Like we never had a situation where uh a football game made things not happen, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life, man. But hey, hey, hey Rob, yeah, I also want to thank you, man. Hey, I love to hear you talk, man, all the time, man. So hey, thank you. And um, I'll be texting you after the game today, man.
3: Okay. Uh-
0: all All right y'all don't laugh at me about my book of the week right it's called me you us right so me you us a book to fill out together and i don't know how this looks on uh youtube right now but i'm holding it up right so me you us bright a book to fill out together by lisa curry author of the scribble diary Right. And, um, the reason why I'm recommending this book, um, me and my, if you don't know, you know, me and my wife, we've been going to therapy and, um, like doing different things, practicing stuff and like, uh, learning like a lot of things about life. Right. So we've been going to therapy kind of like post, uh, traumatic from the miscarriage. Right. So, uh, yeah. So it's post-traumatic from the, from the miscarriage. Um, you know, uh, Everything is good on our end outside of that. But we've been going to therapy um, re- recently. So we about six, se- six sessions. And um, okay. we've been bought this book. We bought this book a while ago. But one time our therapist was like, hey, just do something together. Do, do you know, doing activity together. It's like, it's funny because we damn near do everything together. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, let's find something different, you know, to do together. So we pulled out this book and we like, we wrote a story together. You know, it's one of those books that. You know, you, it's just different little activities you could do with your wife uh, or anybody you love. But like, for instance, like unspoken rules, we both seem to agree on our, our superpowers. Our, uh, it's a the thing we did was called the book we could write together. And it was called uh, Ties and Offerings. I, I don't remember what this oh, it was a mystery novel about uh, murder at a church or whatever. Mm. So like <laughs> ties and offerings, murder at a church. We even drew like a picture. If you could see it, like it's horrible. Uh, but uh yeah so it's called uh me you and us a book that fill out together you pretty much write the story yourself so if you if you're worth a five out of five you you know you get a five out of five so definitely check that one out
1: most definitely man
0: you don't got nothing for my book man
1: no nah, man it's like it seems one, like man. it's a, a a book to to bring you together, man. I like it, yeah, man. I like yeah, it, man. Yeah. yeah, check
0: it out, man. That's pretty cool. I think we, we got a few of these types of books around the house, man, but this is the one we uh, recently uh, used. All right. Well, it's that time, man. It's that Band time. of Brothers. Band of Brothers. This is episode three, huh?
1: Episode three, man. Band of Karen, Brothers,
0: man. Karen Tan? Carrington. Yep. They ain't no Tan. good
1: old Normandy on this one, man. Good yeah. old Normandy. Yeah, Karen Tan, man. And, um, yeah, man, I... <sighs> I know you go you you be going in depth on these books, man. So I try to get my little little bit in, you know. No, no, we
0: just we could just go together on this one, man. I got some okay. stuff. I'm sure you got some stuff, so
1: Yeah. So uh for me, man, this one was uh mostly about uh individual in this one, uh in this episode. They always this one guy was like the main focus on this on this. Now a lot of stuff happened. There was uh, most of the book most of this episode was about war. I mean, there was most definitely a lot of fighting. Um, in this episode, uh, but they singled out um one of the characters, his, his name was Bly. Blythe it was yeah. Blythe. Was um, Blythe. singled yeah. him out, man. And his in and, and to me in this in uh, this episode, um it was he had some mental health um, issues that was going on. And it started the way it started uh, was deep. It was him just standing there, like pretty much staring at the sky. You know, as they walk up, that's how the book, that's how the whole episode started. You know, you know, from that, from there, from that point on, man, that he wasn't like all in, you know what Mm. I mean? Like he had some, he had some stuff going on, man. um, So the whole episode was about his, his, um, his mental uh, challenges that he had uh, during the episode. And I I think at the end of the episode, he did pass away. He did end up uh, uh, dying in this episode Oh, you and, stayed
0: uh, for the you stayed for the credits this time. You stayed for the no, words? I
1: still ain't stayed for the credits though. I don't understand So
0: the how I you time. know he died?
1: Because it's the way it they. It's something happened at the end <laughs> I know, where I'm they was given, huh? I'm gonna talk
0: about. It. I know you too. at the cleaners, right? With the clothes. Yeah, that's how and I know. The dude, you that. face.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how I know it. Yeah. So at uh, the word, one more thing. One more thing I wanted to add though, man, that was crazy here though. Uh, so in his mental health state. This guy tried to help him out and talk to him about like what do you need to do to get past you know his <laughs> mental issues. Yeah. And the guy stated, you know, soon as you accept that you're gonna you're gonna die, you'll be a better soldier. Yeah, you know that's crazy. That's man. that was that was crazy right there, man. Like that's yeah. that's being that's mental toughness right there, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes I know we talked about it before. Mental toughness. That's right. That's the mm-hmm. mental toughness. You know, don't worry about it, player. You go die anyway, so might as well just go hard, right? That's what he said. That's crazy, <laughs> sick, yeah, sick, man. it's crazy. Blithe,
0: yeah. Uh, what I like about the show is that um, it's it it plays out like an anthology series where it's a new story every episode. It's a yeah. complete story every episode, but we still following the same group of soldiers, um, Easy Company, and the story, the overall story, is still progressing. But it's a deep. It's like a, a sub story, man. And and, yeah. and it's really good. Like the sub story is always like really, you know, engaging. Uh, this one, like you said, it was about fear, man. It was about fear. Um, what and even in the intro, when they opened up, uh, they started, you know, they talked about fear. Yeah. Um, and, and it's good to see these guys, man, like tear jerking and stuff like that. But again, man, like he was like, you know, like how do we combat fear? He was like, you know, the biggest thing is just the hope that our training you know, trained us enough that that's what we fall to. You know what I'm saying? And that's easy to even think, like, you know, we go fall to the training no matter how. And I talked about it last week, but it's like, yo, no matter how dangerous, no matter how scary the situation, we have our training, you know, to back us up. And that's the, and we say that, like a lot of these instructions and stuff is like written in blood, you know what I mean? And that's like the, the kind of rule that we follow when we say training, like, yo, train, how we going? Practice how we're going to perform and stuff like that. Because you never know when you're in that scenario when you have to perform. You know what I mean? That's
1: what you fall back to. That's that's, that's, that's what you fall back to. It's facts. Yeah,
0: man. So the episode starts two days after D-Day, right? You know, so we back. uh, And these guys, they got to take Carentan is the name of the town that they have to take from uh, German uh, uh, soldiers, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I appreciate about the episode is the, the realism. Uh, it's a lot of realism in this episode, but it, it comes out like subtly, like when when you see them um, kind of like trying to bargain off um, things like souvenirs from the loss, like uh, other soldiers, uh, enemy forces that they strip stuff from, like watches and, and stuff like that, you know, and it's something that we know happened, you know, but it's something that's barely ever like kind of. You know, talked about because there's no reason to talk about that type of stuff in like the history books. That Damn. soldiers was stripping, you know, other forces for their, for you know, for their gear and stuff like that. So, um, that that was one. Um, another another one is um the camaraderie, man. I, I love uh, watching the you know military uh, films and and seeing the camaraderie and seeing that you know these guys are like just like us. You know, yeah. they talk shit to each other, they joke around, they, you know, they have a good time just like us. And then it's like that much camaraderie, like in a time like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be, th- like for them to be going through all this and still able to like joke around, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, I'm- it was moments, it was moments in the show where like they be joking and then you just boom, like, you know, a hit, like some bullets or something.
1: Yeah. It was more different than real talking there, man. Like. It's like when you listen to them talk to each other, I will I be thinking like, man, that's some shit I fucking say. Like 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 they they running yeah. from like like all of a sudden, you know, the the lieutenant telling them to get to a certain point, they start running to this point and then they start getting bum bomb, bombarded with a lot of bullets and stuff, and everybody else can't make it to the spot. Only two of them make it to the spot. And I remember one of them turning around like like what the fuck is everybody else? What the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. and that's some shit I <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. what the hell happened? <laughs> like yeah, man, it was it was, yeah. it was crazy. Like they, but it, but all the stories are like that, man. It's real. Like that's the good thing about this show, uh, man. It's like it's like real stuff. The conversations are like real. So they made that stuff as real as they could when they made it. Yeah, this movie. man.
0: Spielberg yeah. and Tom Hanks, man. Like but this this whole episode to me was amazing. You know, and I know we yeah. ain't say we're gonna rate it yet, but this episode was really good. Like it's yeah. every episode has been better so far, like better than the last. You know, improved. Yeah. So I know it's history and we need it right but I me personally I feel weird watching us fight our allies man like like now or like some of the slang that they use against them the derogatory terms and stuff mm-hmm. like that just watching yeah. it now feels weird like you know because I've been I've yeah. been to Japan you know I know it's our history yeah. you know but I've been to Japan and um you know it's good time over there good people over there so it's always weird watching it now so in my opinion you know watching it now uh sometime and seeing that. Or whatever, so yeah. they get to the, they they get to the then it goes from uh, two days after D Day to six days after D Day, right? And they going up against the German forces. And um, hey man, did you see like the amount of detail that they put into this dude getting his foot blown off, man? Oh, like you saw damn there.
1: Did you see that? Like, yes, like, dude. You, they put in detail, <laughs> and then this this is two thousand one too though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Man. Like it's like amazing, man. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Like,
0: he was, like, you saw everything. Like, I, like normally they shoot, you know, they'll shoot something and they shoot past it. or they. You saw, like, everything kind of, like, open yeah. up. Like, it was crazy. You saw the foot blow away. You saw, like, the meat. It was crazy. It was nasty as hell, but it was crazy. And then right after that, Winters was, like, doing, like, Lieutenant Winters was doing, like, admin work, man. <laughs> like, like, like I don't know if you remember this. Like, but he was doing, like, he was leading, you know, he was leading. He was leading or whatever, um, like watching, you know, the detail and, you know, doing all that stuff. But, like, he had the clipboard out damn there. Like, it, somebody was giving him reports. It did, and it, it's funny because I felt weird watching. I'm like, damn, when is, he ain't in a fight. Then he
1: got shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember? Like, it was like a ricochet or something, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: The ricochet hit him. Yeah, the ricochet hit him. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm still at war. I'm still in the middle of yeah. a war, man. Let me. I, I need to yeah. put this clip, clipboard up. So because they Mike,
1: cleared it. Yeah. No uh-huh, I'm listening. Yeah. Because they kind of like cleared there. So he thought they was good to go. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. while he was standing there. Wow. It was like a side street. It
0: was like a side street, though. Like clip. He got. It. But um, let's talk. Blythe, man. Blythe, man. Did, yeah. did, did, did Blythe have a so a moment it started, right? They said blod was like suffering from hysterical blindness, right? And um you think he had a nervous breakdown?
1: Well, yes. I think he had a nervous breakdown. I think he had some some mental stuff he saw. And it, it kind of took him out the fight, man. You could kind of tell, look in his eyes and stuff. Like, he really wasn't there, man. He really didn't want to do nothing. You see, he balled up a couple times and couldn't move. You know what I mean? Couldn't do stuff. Yeah. You know what and I mean? It, it, uh,
0: yeah. And, and it uh, was the shame, too, right? So if you're listening to us and you haven't watched this show, right? This soldier, Blath, he, he. When we, when we see him, you know, the next time we see him after we were introduced to him, the next time we see him, he's like in the hospital in the corner after, after Winter's got, you know, shot, he's getting looked at by the doctor and you see Blath in the corner and they pretty much saying, he's like, Hey, what's wrong with him? He's like, nothing except for the fact that he's saying that he can't see. So he's saying mm-hmm. like, he's pretty much blind. Right. And um, so that was my thing. Like, yo, did this dude have a mental breakdown? Like, what's you know what's going on with him? And if anybody ever knew anybody that actually went through that, like, out there, you know, in a fight, I would love to hear. You know, well, not even to hear, just to know that story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely, man. Because yeah, I didn't understand because he kept going. You know what I mean? So I don't. Understand, I don't know. It, it wasn't like he was out the fight. Well, I
0: mean? winners so- talk to him. Right. Yeah. Winners talked yeah. to him. And I and I think Winners handled handled that conversation well, man. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. I think Winners handled Blythe like well the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he talked to him and then somehow he just got up and was like, I could see again. You know what I'm saying? And then he yeah. was ready to get back out there. But when he went when we finally found out like really what happened, like he fell asleep in his whole unit, like when he woke up, he fell asleep in the pit at D Day. He like on a beach. I think he was on the beach in and, and Normandy. And he fell asleep. And when he woke up, his whole like unit was like gone. You know, he didn't say dead or not. He just didn't yeah. know where they were. And he just, he said he didn't look for them. You know, I mean, but he he kind of revealed that later on in the episode. So um, it's slang words, right? Uh, kraut, the word Kraut was used to describe uh, Germans. The word Jerry was used. A lot of derogatory uh, insults and stuff that we were using back then. So I noticed that they, you know, they put, they put they put them in there. Um, but we talked earlier and like, well, I was talking about like two dudes could just be talking, like having a regular conversation and then like, you know, some bullets hit. And I, I call them break scenes. Right. It remind me of like Quentin a, a Tarantino movie where like you might get like two characters talking about like anything comparing like albums and then like they knock on the door and like kill somebody right? It's like a break in the action, but it's something that like pop culture or something relevant that we always talk about that happens a lot in this show. Like that style of, uh, storytelling where these guys is having a normal conversation and then like a war breakout or something happened. Yeah. Uh, mental toughness. I wrote that down too. Um, actually <laughs> I wrote that in my notes, uh, mental toughness for, you know, for Blythe. He, yo, he was scared, man. He, yeah. he was in fear, bro. Like he, that dude was scared. Um, um LT Harry, I forgot his name, Harry, but they, he the dude that they said killed all the German soldiers. Um, he definitely wasn't like uh fragile with <laughs> Blob's like emotions at all, right? Blob's emotions. He and I mean at this point, you in the shit. Like it's wartime. Like I don't know how you could be in in wartime when this man's supposed to be able to cover, able to shoot, able to kill to protect yeah. you and to defend, you know, our country. Um, even though winners handled it great, this other dude didn't though, of course, right? Uh, he said it was just a game. He was like, yo, being out here is just a game. You know, you just got to, mm-hmm. we just got to focus on winning, man. You know, you yeah. just figure out it's a game. Yeah. Um, and, and I never, I said, I never thought about like in that kind of scenario or situation, right? Something as simple as somebody waking you up out your sleep you know, the, the 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 repercussions that that, that, that could have, right? Because the dude had, like, a blade on his rifle. Dude woke him out of sleep. He stabbed him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people get, like, if, you, if you're if you not ready to wake up, a lot of people wake up violently. Yeah, hysterical. You know? Man, you, think- you ever had to wake somebody up in Iraq, like, for, for watch? Like, when you was a junior oh, seller, like, you're released? Yeah,
1: like- <laughs> I did have to wake people up, man. But lucky for me, I was already being told, like, how to wake people up. Don't yeah, just right. do nobody, yeah, you know what i was telling me like, hey, you know, go to my rack, you know, not, don't grab nobody, don't reach in a rack, none of that stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. It's like real. a whole
0: yeah. guideline like to how you yeah. wake somebody up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like you know, like you said, don't put your finger through them curtains. Like yeah. mine would be like the, you know, I'm standing back behind behind the curtain. Hey, hey, Damon, Damon, yeah. Yeah. Damon. You know, cause you are not trying to watch You not try to wake up the other people, either. so. Yeah. You are trying to be loud but yeah. low enough. But like, yeah. hey, you got to watch, man. You know. Then you got to some people that you got stay up till you see they legs swing out. The yeah, rack, if you, you know? don't,
2: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might man. go
0: back in, man. man but um, man. but imagine being out, you know, out there somewhere. You didn't dug up a ditch or something like that you sleep you got your rifle you armed and then you get that somebody shake you I wake you up and dude did it he was being careful like hey man you got And dude like Who? what what he woke up in like a disarray and he you know he stabbed the dude or whatever like that um but that sound editing man can we talk about that sound editing man i got you you watching this on surround sound uh speakers
1: no i actually watched it um i watched it on my on my laptop
0: oh man hey when you get a chance watch this on, on something with some sound, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I mean, nice. and I'm watching this on my upstairs. You know, I got the big the big boys downstairs the seven, yeah. but I'm watching this upstairs on a Bose surround sound speakers. Man, not a not mm-hmm. an ad for Bose, but um, I'm watching this on those, and it's crazy how how great this thing sounds. You know, I kind of want to watch an episode downstairs just to see how. Um, yeah, sounds too, like. Huh? Yeah. yeah, how immersive that experience is, but that that sound editing is crazy. Um, but Winters, right? Winters didn't give up on Blah. right? Even even yeah. like at the very like like height of the battle, like he like he actually motivated him to start shooting. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He motivated him to start shooting. <laughs> That's what I do want to talk about, right? <laughs> when shit got thick, man. When shit went, 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 went the Germans bought the takes out, man, and it, it looked like we was gonna lose, man. <laughs> Second Armor. <laughs> Second Armor came out there looking like Prince Ali, man. Yeah, man. Boy, like what the fuck? He was like he was propped up. He was Second Armor came out, he's like ready to go, man. Second yeah. Armour came out there like the Calvary, man. Yeah, I don't know man. if you remember that, man.
1: Like <laughs> I don't know if you remember I, that. They, kept, they, showing, they kept showing it, they kept showing it. <laughs> yeah, like they it kept going, showing it. Like it was like
0: it was a big deal. Like yeah, he was yeah. sitting on that guy like yeah. <laughs> he, he came like, standing up on that back, man. They was, like, they was like, yo, it's they go to Sherman's. <laughs> they go to Sherman's. Like you know, they was like, it's second armor. just came there, they cleaned that shit up quick, bro. They wiped the whole mm-hmm. thing out, man. That was yeah, funny man. to me, man. That was funny to me.
1: Um, how about that how about that one peep part, man, where um and I don't know how this, this happened. Remember when O War was was um trying to shoot the he was trying to shoot the tanks with this grenade launcher, man. Not not with the grenade launcher, but the rocket oh, launcher. Oh yeah. Man, and that dude deep been they aimed that damn tank right at them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? Yeah
3: and that they got crazy. like in
0: front of it like they yes. didn't have any like all they had was all the only cover they had was like shooters like other yeah. people shoot. they yeah. didn't have any cover they in got the right opening. in front of that in the shit.
1: opening i was like oh hell no
0: yeah that shit that was crazy man and then yeah. like uh blithe man so this whole episode's about blithe and like motivating him to like uh finally you know step up and shoot fight and you know When Blythe finally, you know, when he finally bought into the fact that he was at war, he wasn't scared no more, he got hit by a sniper, man.
1: Yeah. Like in the neck or something, right?
0: Yeah, he got hit right in the neck by a sniper, man, when he finally bought into it, man. His eyes set. Man, this actor, man, he did great. yo. his eyes told the story, man. Yeah, man. His eyes told the story. So then they got sent back, right? They got sent back to England, right? But this was like right after Blythe got hit. So it's like, they probably like after your man get hit, you know, you probably ready to go and storm that chapel or whatever, that building that they was trying to go. You trying to avenge your man, you know, and yeah. I know it's war and I know it's not personal tactic, but when your guy get hit and he laying- and somebody that actually been in a fight could kind of talk to us about this, but they man just got hit, you know, like y'all hit my guy. I'm we going in there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what I would be thinking. Like we going in there, you know, cause he was just looking out, you know what I mean? Um, but another thing I saw <laughs> was like back then, man, they was comparing and this, it's not real, so it's fiction. So it probably didn't happen, but I could see it happening that when Blas was on a, um, <laughs> when he was at, at, at the hospital and the other dude was on the bed, he had just got like his third, uh, purple heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got like his third purple heart and the dude was like, uh. You know like yo that's your third one he's like for what this time it was like you know something that wasn't you know he's like well they had to give me one for this and this and this the one for this he's like meanwhile that guy got you know just one you know what i mean and he was wrapped up like a mummy man they yeah, have lives wrapped all the way up you know yeah. what i'm saying so but that's like the whole um giving people nams for stocking up a, a soda <laughs> machine you know argument that's the that same
1: yeah. Whoa, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, that's that same <sighs> argument where people comparing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things. Personally, I don't think you could compare um, different jobs. That's my personal, yeah. Be like like yeah.
1: so so if like comparing that job and comparing like filling solar machines or something like that. So that's their job. You know what I mean? So like me, I'm doing DC stuff, man. I'm working on freaking firefighting equipment, but that's my job. Yeah, you know what I mean to work on that equipment. So if I'm doing over and beyond for that job, yes. If you only, man, you don't even understand. Like people be trying to trying to talk about soda machines and talk about all this the 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 ship store and all this. They shouldn't be doing. Hey, go on deployment. You ain't got no sodas. Go on deployment. You ain't got to live in that ship store. Yeah, get what kind of morale you are gonna have on board that ship then, right? Yeah. So you don't hear that much about it because those guys doing a great job. Of having they stuff together, having everything stop, making sure you getting that stuff to the ship on time because you're in the middle of the freaking ocean. So them guys are doing a great job and they deserve what they get.
0: Yeah, and we and we know they doing a lot more than you know, filling yeah, up sort of machine. They don't a lot more definitely. than that. But um shout out to them Philly boys. You know what I'm saying? I know you I know you saw that part in the episode, unless it it passed you you know yeah, what i mean but the dude like man. you know he's like yo yeah. you from you know you from philly yeah oh, i remember that part, but I yeah i'm from front street me, though. you know what i'm saying so shout out to them philly boys man we might not be in the playoffs but we on band of brothers
1: you yeah I mean? you so. right there most definitely in the playoffs but
0: yeah yeah man so uh yeah. donnie Wahlberg, right so so they they all getting a the lunch from they all happy you. you know i don't know if you, you know who donnie Wahlberg. Is? you know mark Wahlberg, of course yeah. right you know his, that's yeah, his yeah, brother right i know he got a
1: brother i know his brother um played in a couple movies or whatever but i if if i saw him in a movie and it was not know me,
0: yeah you wouldn't know. Yeah. know yeah that's him and band of brothers so like he gets up you know and he gotta get a news um first he say hey that training event that we had uh going on now they're in england they cool they're away from france they cool they you know they having fun laughing smiling happiest that they could be right mm-hmm. it's people getting help and stuff like that hey he gets up there. He like, hey, you know that training event we had scheduled is canceled, um, mm-hmm. and we are going back to England. So, uh, you know, go ahead and write your wills if you don't got your wills done. Oh no, he said we going back to France. Uh, go ahead and write your wills if you don't got your wills done because we getting up out of here, yo. And all the happiness and everything like that was done. You yep. know what I'm saying? Quit. And and then the last thing I want to talk about is how they closed the episode, man. And 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 and, and that's part of like. What just make me like think every time I watch this show, like it gets better and better because like, they, so they closed this episode with the dude going to the cleaners to pick up like his uniform or something like that. And the lady at the cleaners, she like, oh, let me give you such and such. He said he was going to mm-hmm. come or whatever. He ain't come. Dude was dead. You know, he never going to get his clothes again. And then she rattled off like she's like, oh, I got it. She's like, since you're picking them up, I got a couple more and she rattled off like eight names you know and all them dudes he, his face like the way his face was like none of them you know and then the last name of course was blive the last name of course was blive and then the episode yeah. closed out yeah but um yeah so that i know that
1: that's 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 how you asked me how i knew yeah that's how i know
0: yeah, that was a hell of a way to, uh, to close up. Yeah, but so after that, the words came up and they, you know, they actually said it yeah, lot you know, yeah. but that was a hell of a way to close up. So I'm actually, at this point, it's about to be, I'm anticipating. Like at first I thought like, again, like we watching these, you know, it might be kind of, now I'm anticipating. To watch yeah, the yeah. next episode like exactly. i'm ready to see you know you know what
1: happens yeah. and, and you know what speaking of that last that few last few minutes of the episode man like when you thinking you and i know these guys who make these movies and stuff they be you know they thinking of stuff like way in advance and way ahead of time man but think about that i don't think last time we seen blind when he was wrapped up if that episode would have went off like that we would have knew what happened to Blythe. yeah you know what i'm saying we wouldn't knew because last thing we seen was him just wrapped up but when they showed the part where he was in there, he didn't get his gear his clothes or whatever. We kind of, yeah, we knew then he ain't not come and pick that up. He's done. So yeah. that was a good way to end that episode, man. Yeah, that was a good
0: way. Man. Hey, well, this was it. You know, I yeah, hope you man. enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Permission to Speak Freely. Yeah, remember man. how we used to I, end? Remember how like you'd be like, "I'm Damon and I'm done." Yeah, that's I'm so this, yeah,
1: man, we we evolving, <laughs> man. we adapted and evolving, now, man. Now
0: we just don't know how to end.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I also want sh- you know let let you guys know, man. Make sure you guys sharing and liking, man. Sharing like, you know, give us some feedback. We ain't getting a whole lot of feedback lately. I'm getting feedback, but it's coming from like you know people hit me up or whatever. But I uh on the low on the DM, hit me up, man. Let us know what's up. Let's know if you want us to talk about something. Um, some person that you may have you want to talk about, you know, anybody just let us know, man, we'll talk about
2: it yeah, yeah peace out, we love you
1: peace, man